Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Everything about an individual becomes public. Their money, their sex lives, their contacts, their thoughts. Everything is made available to the have. Try to buck the system, you get your blood pulled. <clears throat> and at that point, you'll have no life. But the haves will be exempt from that and will have their privacy reserved. No one else. When it comes to music, the young and the old have different tastes. The old like it quiet, and the young like it loud and busy. The problem that this creates is turmoil in the family because of the sound variations in the house. So in rebellion, the youth take to the streets or vacate the house, causing family dissension and distancing. So to implement these changes, the new authorities would have to present itself and its ideas. What better time than in the winter on a weekend? Now, why? Well, in the winter, people are left apt to travel, and on the weekend, government agencies are closed making it so no one would be able to question anything. So also, an agreement would have to be signed. Sign up and you're good. Don't sign up and you won't get any electrical impulses in your bank account. No impulses to pay your electric bills or your mortgage or buy food. So when the impulses are gone, so is your livelihood and your means of existence. And your expenditures through electronic surveillance would be very closely watched. Let's say you spend a little bit more money than normal at the supermarket, and all of a sudden someone comes up to you and says, how come you're spending all this money on food? What are you doing with all this food? You don't look fat. You don't have that many people to feed in your house. We know you're not entertaining. What are you doing with all the food? And God forbid you reply, well, I have seven people in my basement who object to the New World Order, and I'm feeding them. <laughs> then you would be told they don't belong there, and you can't feed them. And since you are sympathetic to them, maybe your allegiance isn't very trustworthy either. Look what happened in China when they wanted to enforce the one-child family concept. All education for the second child was cut off, and the food rations were cut. And if someone found a way around that, the government instituted compulsory abortions and compulsory plugging in of IUDs. Here in the U.S. of A., we have Planned Parenthood, which espouses freedom of choice. Really? One of the medical directors of Planned Parenthood, the guy's name is Dr. Alan Guttmacher said, well, if people limit their families and do what we say, fine. But if we need compulsory population control, we are going to have it. 
then the New World Order is not supportive of homeless people living in boxes on the street. So in keeping with the actions of the Nazis and the communists, people came in the middle of the night, and by morning, all those people were gone. Where'd they go? Don't ask. I mean, after all, if a person lives in a box, he's littering. So a truck comes along at night, removes the litter. And if you ask questions, you draw attention to yourself, so you mind your own business, and you step over the starving guy on the street who didn't play ball. <clears throat> Years ago, I was visiting uh, a friend of mine that I went to high school with who lived in a retirement community in New Jersey. And I noticed that the exit was convoluted and not simple. So here's this little retirement community with one exit and entrance. No young people and a hassle to get out of. Why? Could it be to minimize the time someone leaves so they stay home longer? So for all of you guys that are hearing this, make sure that your kids see their grandparents frequently, no matter how much that entails. If you see someone infrequently, you forget they exist. And if you forget they exist, you lose love. And when that happens and you tell your your child that his or her grandpa or grandma died, the last thing you want to hear is, who? So back in the late 30s and the early 40s, when manure was the fertilizer and the soil being rich in sulfur, People were kept healthy. Then the Rockefellers, under the guise of enabling the farm and the plant more crops and less time shoveling shit, switched to the petrochemical fertilizers, which killed the sulfur in the soil worldwide, which created abounding illnesses. You understand? Take things away that keep you healthy, make people sick, you can control them. You want to screw the government? Start taking organic sulfur. Start reversing all your degenerative diseases. So then the food companies got involved, and they figured out if they could extend shelf life, they could make more profit. This opened the door to synthetic chemicals being added to your food. Then the pharmaceutical industry paid for more advertising, and the mainstream media began running more drug ads in the newspapers and on TV. And in the 40s and the 50s, this was unheard of. Then, enter the scum of the world, the biotech industry, supplying us with heavily pesticided and insecticided sprayed food, telling us they aren't safe. You guys remember the Vietnam War? Remember they used Agent Orange, which left enormous amounts of people dealing with illnesses and little kids born with birth defects for the rest of their lives? Yet Monsanto says the cornfields in the U.S. being sprayed with 2,4-D, the active ingredient of Agent Orange, is safe to eat. You can't get it on your skin, but you eat it. Hey, no problem. And back in the 50s, fluoride used to be disposed of in lead-lined drums as a toxic waste product to the tune of millions of dollars a year. But that was easily fixed. It was this public relations campaign that was undertaken. And now 
been dumped into the water supply is the dental cavity panacea, and those polluters rake in millions of dollars a year. So let me give you some interesting facts about fluoride. New York City and Boston, okay, they've been fluoridated since the 60s, and they experienced a dental cavity rate four times higher than the national average. How come no one spends time teaching people how to brush and floss their teeth or how the ingestion of sugar leads to cavities? In the year 2000, Hawaii dental chief Mark Greer said on Hawaii Public Radio that the toxicology test proved that fluoride was safe and effective. There was only one problem with that statement that the only independent toxicology report on fluoride was done by the National Research Council in 2007. That's seven years later after he said his crappy statement, and they found that fluoride in excess of 0.8 parts per million was extremely detrimental to one's health. But if you look at what's going on today in the water supplies in the cities and people ingesting food from all over the place, sprayed with fluoridated water, people are getting eight parts per million on a daily basis, which is, what, a million times higher than 0.8 parts per million or a thousand times higher? So in 2003, and I've said this once before, we had this fluoride hearing in Hawaii, and I followed Greer in testimony, and no one knew who I was, and I, I got up and I said that Dr. Greer was very multifaceted and that he missed his calling. He should have been president of the Liars Club. And then I said, look, I, I just called our general chief a liar in front of at least 300 people, and I opened up a defamation of character lawsuit. Then I asked if there was a lawyer in the house, and if there was, I begged him to take the case because when we went to trial... Dr. Greer would have to present the toxicology report he referred to, which does not exist. So here we are, you know, 12 years later, and except for the military bases, there ain't no fluoride in Hawaii's water supply, and there's never been a lawsuit. So all the things that Dr. Dave spoke about get implemented little by little. But we have three things we have no control over and three things we have control over. We have no control over getting old. We have no control over dying. And we have no control over karma. What we have control over is being healthy, being fit, and actually having a relationship with God. To be healthy, we should adhere to a plant-based, centered diet, around organic, and avoiding GMOs at all costs. So if you buy a product and it has soy or corn or cotton products in it, and it doesn't say organic or non-GMO, give or a miss, mate, pass. Also, plant-based foods leave the body in two to four days Flesh-based foods leave the body in four to seven days. So my question is, if flesh foods stay in the body up to seven days, where do all the poisons go? And if the poisons 
just keep going through your body, how come you suffer degenerative disease? You think one thing relates to the other. So if you are eating a plant-based diet, not centered around organic, you will need to detoxify your system. You got three options, chlorella, spirulina, or organic sulfur crystals, which I talk about endlessly. But the point is, you have to take responsibility for yourself and get out from under your doctor's grip with toxic synthetic chemicals. To get fit, if you look in the mirror, you're going to see two long things below your waist. They are called legs. If you put one in front of the other, believe it or not, it's called walking. And this is the simplest form of exercise. Do it an hour a day, keep the doctor away. Now, connecting with God is very easy. In Psalms and the Bible, it constantly tells us that his name will save us. He has millions of names, and they all refer to aspects of his, aspects of his personality. For example, Jehovah means the Almighty One. Eloi, or Eloheinu, means the dear friend. Krishna means the all-attractive person. Allah means the compassion, the all-compassionate one. Gopala, protector of the cows. Govinda, one that pleases the senses. Abba, the eternal father. So you find the name of his that you like, and you talk to him. He's in your heart. He'll know if you're serious. And he'll be there for you and with you and help you. Now, my ending theme song that I really got hooked on is George Harrison singing My Sweet Lord. When I first heard that, I said, oh, my God, this is the most beautiful thing I've ever heard of in my life. Why? Why? What, what's going on? So I, I remember at the end he was chanting this mantra called the Hare Krishna mantra. Uh, and I used to see all these guys that were selling flowers on the street in Honolulu and they're wearing robes and they got weird haircuts and they, they, like, they're bald with ponytails. I'm thinking, what the? Hell. So I did a little research, and I found out the meanings of the words in the Hare Krishna mantra. Hare, H-A-R-E, Hare means the energy of the Lord. Krishna is God, the all-attractive person, and Rama means one who gives pleasure to one trying to serve him. So the literal translation of the Hare Krishna mantra is, O Lord, O energy of the Lord, please engage me in your loving service. So that mantra, if you do it mentally, if you do it silently, if you do it just a little bit so you can hear it and no one can hear it, if you play a guitar, or whatever you want to do with the music, basically what you're doing is you're asking God, you're asking Krishna if you can have some sort of a relationship with him. So 
how would you start to have a relationship with God? Okay. In the Bible, in Genesis, God says that he's given us all plant-based foods and seeds and herbs, and that should be our food. Okay, he doesn't say, give me a hamburger. He doesn't say, you know, give me a Taco Bell. He just says plant-based foods. So when you prepare your food, no matter what it is, offer all the plant-based foods to him. Find the name that you like best. Relate to him any way you can. If you chant that Hare Krishna mantra, you listen when I go off the air, you can listen to George Harrison. It's really sweet. But the mantra is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, 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 Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Lord, please let me come to know you and love you. So you make your meal, you have all your turkey and your chicken and whatever, but you also have vegetables and you have potatoes. They'll accept the potatoes. They'll accept the vegetables. They'll accept the fruits. That is, they'll even accept a glass of water and a little flour. This is how you start to make a relationship with your eternal father. So what do we do? How do we get healthy? What can we do to reverse what has happened to us by people who deliberately wanted it to happen to us? Well, first and foremost, like I said, the organic sulfur crystal. If I didn't lose my lifelong asthma in three days, which hasn't come back in eight years, I would not be talking about this product. There are reversals of autism, and pretty soon I'm going to have a guest on my Hawaii show that has proven links between glyphosate, the active ingredient in Monsanto's Roundup, and autism. And Dr. Stephanie Seneff, just who this person is, she's a, a double or a triple PhD at MIT. Um, she has done reports on sulfur deficiency. If you want to learn about this, go on your computer and go Dr. Seneff report on sulfur. And you will find that the lack of this creates just about everything imaginable. Obesity, um, um, migraine headaches, joint pain. It's not only that, but it detoxes you. Okay, that's number one, organic sulfur crystal. Number two, if you go to my website, which is healthtalkhawaii.com, you can read about the sulfur. You can read about a product called Zeal, which is superfoods, 30 superfoods. Recently, I went to visit my son in Florida, and he takes this product called Shakeology. And I said, what, what is this? He says, well, uh, it's a vegan chocolate. I said, really? And I'm a chocolate freak. I love dark chocolate, and this is dark chocolate and doesn't have whey protein in it, so it's it's vegan. And what I did was I, I, I took a packet and I put it in my smoothie. 
and my smoothie had apple juice, frozen strawberries, frozen blueberries, a fresh banana, some frozen mangoes, and I blended it all up. I'll tell you, man, this stuff was amazing. So I said, John, how do I get this stuff? So he told me, and you can learn more about it if you want to read about it, whatever. You go to www.beachbodycoach.com forward slash Pesh Goldstein. www.beachbodycoach.com forward slash Pesh Goldstein. So every morning, every morning I wake up, the first thing I have is a teaspoon of sulfur. At night, I take another teaspoon of sulfur because the sulfur leaves the body in 12 hours. After I take my sulfur in the morning, after I chew it, after I ingest it, I then take a scoop of zeal, and I still put that in a little jar. I put in about four ounces of water, five ounces of water, shake it up, and I drink that. Now I got 30 superfoods. The Shakeology has 42 superfoods. So now I put that in a blender. I add my fruits. I add some apple juice or I add some almond milk or whatever and blend that up. And now I've got 72 superfoods going through my body that are building and strengthening my immune system. How hard is this to do a simple thing like this on a daily basis? I go to a doctor once every two years for a physical. I want to know what's going on in my body. I want to know how my blood pressure is. For years, my blood pressure has always been like 118 to 120 over 70. It never changes, no matter what. It never changes. And he looked at me and he says, I wish everybody had the same blood pressure. I said, okay, cool. My cholesterol level is always under 200. I, I'm, I mean, I, 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 I'm going to be 76 in March. I'm in two softball leagues. I race walk. I do weight training. I do cardio. I swim. I hike. I teach women's self-defense classes. I don't have any illnesses. I don't take any meds. And I'm not doing anything spectacular. All I do is follow my morning program. Now, the Shakeology thing, which I found is very important, it takes the place of one meal. So if I have that in the morning with my smoothie, that is my meal. But what I found to be incredible is that I can then go until at least, okay, I'm up early in the morning. 7 o'clock, I start my stuff. I get done walking the dogs. It's now between 7 and 7.30. I do my soap. I do my zeal. I do my shakeology smoothie. Then I go, I leave for the ball field at 8 o'clock. I go down and I stretch. We play softball, we play nine innings. We start roughly between 9.30 and 9.45. We're done about 11.30 or whatever it is. Okay, am I hungry at 11.30? No, I'm not hungry. 
So then I'd come home, take a shower, I'd change, I'd do my errands, I'd go to the post office, whatever. I'd finally get home between 12 and 1. Am I hungry? No, I'm not hungry. Then all of a sudden at around 2 o'clock, I start feeling a little hungry. Between 7.30 and 2 o'clock to not be hungry? And that's only because of the Shakeology and the zeal. And it's, it's, it's just amazing. Now, what do I do for lunch? Do I load up? Do I just ravish? No. I'll take some veggies. I'll put them in a, in a steamer basket. And I personally like cauliflower and broccoli and asparagus and Brussels sprouts. And I'll steam some of those up, and I'll put them in my dish, then I'll add a little bit of hummus that I make myself, I'll add a little bit of salsa, and I'll stir that around, and if I have some fresh avocado, I'll put fresh avocado in there, and I'm good. That's my lunch. Now comes dinner. Come 6 o'clock, 6.30, I'm not hungry. But I know i got to eat something. So either I do or I don't. If I get to 7 o'clock, I will not eat. Because the last thing you want to do is eat right before you go to bed. Because when you go to bed, you want to relax. And you relax and you go to sleep. But your body is working because it's digesting food. So I make a point that if I'm going to eat something, I'll eat no later than 6 o'clock. What am I going to eat? I'm not really hungry, but I don't know if I'm going to be hungry, and I know when I get hungry, I don't want to eat. So I'll just, I, I take some Ezekiel cinnamon raisin bread and toast it up, and I'll put a little bit of coconut butter on it, and I'll put a little bit of um, nutritional yeast on it, and I'll spread some salsa on it and a little avocado, and I'll put some... Um, um, uh, hummus on it, and I'll maybe put a couple of slices of tomato and some um, green leafy whatever, and I'll have this little sandwich, and I'm good to go. And recently, I went from 196 or 197 pounds down to roughly 182, so I lost 15 pounds in a matter of weeks. And it's been months, and now I'm just, I'm always between 182 and 185, and I, I, I do what I can. The last thing I want to do is go to a doctor, because the only thing the guy's going to do for me is give me drugs. I don't want drugs. I don't want to put synthetics in my body. And even if I put the synthetics in my body, the fact that I'm doing the sulfur twice a day is going to take away... The, the toxic toxicity from the synthetic chemical. But I don't need that. My funniest thing about synthetic is Viagra. I love it. You know, they talk about how you need to have a heart on, you know, because you're getting older and you can't get it up anymore and your wife is begging for it. Come on, she's not begging for it. She's begging to go to the mall to, to look in stores. Give me a break. So anyway, they says, but don't worry, you know, because you'll have an erection that'll last, you know, <laughs> like three months. Well, maybe that's how long it takes your wife before she gets the desire to want to do anything, but I don't know that. So anyway, so can you imagine you got this erection for 
for 30 hours? <laughs> hey, all I can tell you is if that ever happens, do not go on a crowded bus or crowded subway or walk in a crowd. Trust me. Trust me. They will call the cops on you so quick if you bump into somebody, it will be ridiculous. But who needs it? If you're not curtailing your immune system, you ain't going to have a problem getting it up, okay? I'm being blunt here. If you curtail your immune system, what does it do? Flesh foods clog the arteries. If the arteries get clogged to the brain, you get a stroke. If the arteries get clogged to the heart, you get a heart attack. If the arteries get clogged south of the border, you get Viagra. Who needs it? How hard is it to change what you eat and keep it simple and keep it the way it's supposed to be? And then when you offer that to Jehovah or Eloi or Krishna or however else, whatever name you want, depending on his personality, then you're also developing a relationship and you have faith. Because when you turn to him, he will welcome you with open arms. And you will see things changing in your life that you never believed. You will become calm. You will become more reserved. You will not be so anxious. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's just unbelievable. So in the weeks to come, and hopefully years to come, I'm going to give you information about health that you may not know about. I'm not your typical guy that's very conservative and very calm. No, I, I, I take a walk on the wild side because I believe that in order to get someone's attention, you need to get their attention. And if, you can, if you're going to be radical about it, but you can at least be sarcastic and humorous about it, people will enjoy it more, and this is my style. And there's nothing I can do about it the way I am, I guess when you grow up in Newark, you know, you, you become a guy like that. Everybody was cracking wise, everybody in high school cracked wise, and you get together and you crack wise against other guys, and then they get together and they crack wise against you, and it becomes part of your life. But the point is, and I found <clears throat> through my, my incident with Dr. Greer and fluoride, no matter how weird you sound, no matter how sarcastic you are, no matter what you do, if you tell the truth, there's nothing they can do about it because they have nothing to refute. And this is what I do. So I am not telling you things to get rich. I am telling you things for you to get rich with your health. And first and foremost is organic sulfur crystals. And like I said, you can read more about it. You go to healthtalkhawaii.com and click up on products. You can read about the organic sulfur crystals. You can read about the zeal. You can't read about the um, Shakeology because I haven't put it there yet. But like I said, <clears throat> to learn more about Shakeology, you go to www. 
Beach, B-E-A-C-H, Body, B-O-D-Y, Coach, B-O-A-C-H, dot com, forward slash, Ash Goldstein. And read about it. Just see what it does. See what all these superfoods do. Right now, everyone's in a suffering condition. Somebody takes pills. Somebody gets injections. That's because you have a compromised immune system. First and foremost, you need to build and strengthen your immune system. Flesh-based foods tear down your immune system because they are all loaded with synthetic chemicals. Not only that, but every animal that is designated for slaughter is fed genetically modified feed. Seriously, it's a reality. You don't believe me? Go look it up. All the corn, all the soy, whatever they eat is genetically modified. Who do you think? Why do you think Monsanto's pushing it on the people? Because they want to get it to you directly, plus they want to give it to you through the animals you eat. And the animals you eat, they clog up your body. They clog up your your arteries. They, they put damages on your immune system. Why, why would you want that? Just because your tongue is out of control? Just because your tongue has been ingrained to accept a certain way and to accept a certain taste? This, this is what you think is normal? Look, I was born in Newark. My family, if it had a face to a mother, we ate it in every meal, except maybe for breakfast when I had Wheaties. The breakfast of champions. I was such a sick kid. They don't tell you that you become sickly when you eat all that crap. Allergies like you could not believe. Asthma since I was vaccinated. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. And then one day, some lady I'm living with says, why don't we become vegetarian? And I took a walk on the wild side, and I never looked back, and my body has never been healthier. I did that when I was 36 years old. I'm going to be 76 in March. I wish, you know, that if I ever have to come back again, that at least let me be born in a vegetarian family or a family that has some kind of connection with God so I can continue my progress. But this is what I see. This is how I believe. This is, I mean, you might think I'm full of crap. I can understand that. You've never heard this stuff before. But when you hear George Harrison sing, My Sweet Lord, which was one of the best songs that I've ever heard in my life and why I use it as my ending theme. Talk about the devil. Why I use it as my ending theme song. Lock in. You don't have a problem if you lock in. Understand what he's singing about. He's trying to connect with Krishna. That's all he's trying to do. And by connecting with Krishna, he's chanting the Hare Krishna mantra. Very simple. The guy, did George Harrison ever look like a Hare Krishna? Did he ever become a culty? Did he ever become weird and go bald with a ponytail and wear robes and walk down the street and say, do you want to buy a flower? Give me a break. Anyway, guys, 
I'll let Georgie Clue do his thing, and I wish you all a very healthy and a happy new year, and uh, God willing, uh, I'll catch you all next Thursday. Aloha. Political, religious, and medical views presented on various shows heard on American Voice Radio Network are not necessarily the views held by the management of American Voice Radio and are not presented as an endorsement by this network. All statements heard on American Voice Radio are the sole responsibility and opinion of those who speak the particular statement. American Voice Radio Network is heard on Galaxy 19, 97 degrees west, transponder 23, frequency 12115, audio PID 2595. AVR is heard on the left side audio channel, and AVR2 is heard on the right side audio channel. Remember, both AVR and AVR2 are on Galaxy 19. Same network, double the choices. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. Organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour 
hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189, and our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes, and the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply. Access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4600. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Food prices going up, homes being foreclosed, unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford to eat or keep a roof over their head.
Welcome to New World Order Info, and I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com, and it is my live show on Monday, December 22nd, 2014. That is, and support us in every way you can, and thank you to the micro-broadcasters 
And so I'm going to get started tonight. That's important. And it's from a wonderful book that I have here. And I've been sharing it with you, and I highly recommend it. I hope that you'll go out and and buy it uh, or get it some way. Uh, you know, you might find it for free, um, whatever, like I did. And so this is called Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body. And it's by Dr. Norman Walker. And on the cover it just says N period, W period, Walker, D period, SC period, which is for Doctor of Science. He also had a PhD. But he was just, you know, about the world as somebody that, when he was alive and, and now that he's not, you know, had such a huge knowledge on health and nutrition and the way our bodies work and the best ways to keep healthy and to get healthy and, you know, things to do if one has any specific malady, et cetera. So the back of the book has so many different things that are listed, everything from acidosis to the last one is varicose vein. So H almost Z, and then it will tell you why these things happen to us and how to make them stop, you know, how to get healthy, what to do. There's a lot of information in this book, and it's mainly about juicing, home with your own juicer. Type of juicer recommended in the book. It was also written in cooperation with a medical doctor named R.D. Pope and Dr. Norman Walker. He's known as the father of juicing and all foodists and a juicer and fat, no fish, although he did say if you were to eat flesh food, it would be fish. Um, I don't know if he'd still feel that way, but that's what he said at the time. So he did invent a juicer called the Norwalk Juice Press. It's a juicer and a press, um, and it's a hydraulic juice press. So that's what he's recommending, and they are recommending in this book. So if one does not have that kind of juicer, it's actually called a triturator, which basically is just another wor word for triturate means pulverize. So if you don't have that kind of juicer, a triturator, um, then it will take more ounces of the different juices recommended in the book to have the same results. And as well, if you don't have a hydraulic juice press, um, most of these are also the pulp is put through the hydraulic juice press to get out more vitamins and more minerals and more salts and more other wonderful enzymes and all these things. So much of those without a good hydraulic juice press. So keep that in mind. It will take more of, you know, ounces of the actual juice listed in the book, the formulations and all that to have you know, great results. And also he talks about 
how to change lifestyle, not just really dieting, but changing your lifestyle, cutting out the bad things that you're eating and doing. So, you know, that is a huge part of it as well to get the good results that the, the book does talk about. So we were talking about turnip juice last week on my show and um, back into that a little bit and about somebody that had had some a, a case of hemorrhoids and what he did to address that. So I'm still going out on the air because, yes, I am. Okay. <laughs> I couldn't hear myself for a second there, but I think it's just a problem here on my end, and I'm still going out, and everything's fine. So give me one second here. Back in. So, all right, so I'm going to get back into the turnip juice now. So no vegetable contains as high a percentage of calcium as the juice of turnip leaves the calcium being more than one-half of all the other minerals and salts combined. It is therefore a most excellent food for growing children and for anyone having softening of the bones in any shape or form, including the teeth. Combining turnip leaves juice with carrot and dandelion juice, we obtain one of the most effective means of helping the hardening of the teeth as well as the entire bone structure of the body. The very high magnesium content of the dandelion, which is also good for cancer, by the way, uh, the dandelion root, and I believe Wendy from uh, Herb Talk Live here on AVR, she has that available on her website at thepowerherbs.com, or you can go to herbtalklive.com, apothecaryherbs.com. She has a lot of different sites, so that's the dandelion pink tincture, whatever. Um, I always mispronounce that because I want to say tincture. <laughs> and it's like, I don't know, that's just the way I like to say it. So, But anyway, so dandelion root is good. It's anti-cancer too. And so the very high magnesium content of the dandelion together with calcium in the turnip leaves and the elements in the carrot combined to give the bone structure firmness and strength. It's also very high in turnip leaves, which results in this being a strong alkalizer, particularly when combined with celery and carrot juices. It is therefore excellent to reduce hyperacidity. So when your pH is too acidic, and you want to get it more alkaline. Turnip leaves also contain much sodium and iron. Calcium deficiency, strange as it may sound to the uninformed, results very frequently from drinking pasteurized cow's milk. Of course, the constant use of concentrated flour, grain, and sugar products also results in calcium deficiency because although these products have an exceedingly high calcium content, this type of calcium is just as inorganic as that used in making cement, which I told you last week. That's pretty mind-blowing. So that's, uh, you know, the type of calcium is the bad kind for you, and also um, 
you know, you can become calcium deficient despite what those got milk ads with the milk mustaches with all the celebrities and athletes and all that are pushing. You know, they put on those fake milk mustaches on and them and their children. And, you know, that's just a bunch of propaganda. You know, it's, it's really causing calcium deficiency. And they act like the milk is causing you to have strong bones and teeth, but it's doing just the opposite when it comes to the pasteurized cow's milk. So also calcium deficiency comes from using concentrated flours, sugar products. So uh, these are more things that are very detrimental to us and result in calcium deficiency because it's the wrong kind of calcium that they contain. Cells and tissues of the body cannot use this type of inorganic calcium atoms for constructive purposes, with the result that the bloodstream must move them out of the way so they will not interfere with its operations and activity. Brush things aside that interfere with our own freedom of action, so the blood sweeps many of these inorganic atoms into the terminal ends of blood vessels. As the most convenient of these are located in the rectum, they receive a gradual accumulation of this debris until they enlarge enough to be uncomfortable when their name is changed to hemorrhoids. So that's what results from taking in the wrong foods and drinking the pasteurized cow's milk and eating the things made from the concentrated flour, grain, and sugar products. And such as that, the, the starchy stuff and all that, the devitalized and heated flowers and these contain sugar and grains. Um, so people include an excessive amount of devitalized, the heated and the inorganic food in their daily meals. It's only natural to find that probably one half of them have hemorrhoids and know it while the remainder, the other half, may have hemorrhoids and they don't know it. Book says here, we have not known of a single case of hemorrhoids among the many adults of all ages who have been lifelong abstainers, so they don't take in these inorganic foods their whole lifetime. They've never had a, seen a case of, single case of hemorrhoids. On the other hand, we have seen an unending procession of victims, victimized by attempts to cure this natural affliction by means of injections, electric coagulation, and surgery with no permanent results because the manifestation was attacked instead of the cause. Not looking for the cause, and they don't know what the cause is, these allopathic doctors. Please get rid of the condition on a permanent basis, and they're only going to cause more problems. So it says here, we had one very typical case come to our attention. It was a prominent lawyer whose protruding hemorrhoids were painful, distressing, and embarrassing to the nth degree because he could not walk many blocks without having to stop in the first inconspicuous place to propel them back into place. That would be... way to have to live. This gentleman has been drinking a variety of juices daily for many months without telling anyone of his 
main trouble, the hemorrhoids that he was fasting from, he modified his diet slightly, still eating his meat and potatoes, bread, donuts, and other injurious foods with little or no apparent effect on his affliction. One day, he wagered the owner of the juice bar of which he had become a regular customer that no juice could help hemorrhoids. Whereupon, he was asked to drink two pints daily as a combination of carrots, spinach, turnips, and watercress juices, and to follow rigidly a raw vegetable and fruit diet and watch results. Less than one month, this lawyer came to the juice bar jubilant after having been carefully examined by his physician who declared that there was no indication whatever of his hemorrhoids. Not one isolated instance, this combination of juices has helped innumerable sufferers when they adhered rigidly to natural foods and natural methods. So that would be terrible to have to suffer like that man did. And definitely a lot of people do, and they go in the hospital, and they have surgery, and they do all these terrible, you know, things that are just worse, and it's just a big pain in the, you know, what, literally, and, you know, it can be deadly. You can get an infection easily in the hospital. It happens all the time. People get staph infections or blood poisoning, sepsis, all these things, and I actually read that uh, for doctors and nurses, they have uh, MRSA in their nostrils. Surprise me, um, probably very likely true. And so they can pass, you know, infections on to people. And like I tell you, there's the, the ductwork and the heating and air conditioning system. There's just doctors and nurses going from patient to patient and being exposed to all kinds of different deadly things and maladies and illnesses and bad bacteria and viruses and on and on it goes. So the hospital is definitely somewhere that I choose to stay away from. To avoid those kind of things happening, and I know many people that have gotten infections from, you know, being in hospitals or places where doctors and nurses treat patients. So, um, you know, hospices, things like that, and any kind of medical facility, doctor's offices even, um, that's where all the sick people are. So you want to avoid these type of places and bad bacteria, the viruses, and the infections and all that. So um, it looks like the actual juices um, that would get rid of the hemorrhoids daily of a combination of carrot juice, and we're talking organic carrots here, is going to be the ones to use, the organic raw carrots, the juice of those, the organic raw spinach juice, always raw spinach, because spinach is very bad, and talked about that many times on this show, and um, very bad to eat the cooked spinach, so always, you know, you would want to use the raw leaves from the spinach and the juice of the raw leaves, and then turn it. That's the organic 
would be the best, of course, because then you're not going to be exposed to the pesticides and the genetically modified organisms, probably, hopefully, um, and, you know, all, all the hopefully better uh, minerals are in the soil and things like that that we need um, that we're not getting because they're using chemical fertilizers and they've depleted the soil and all that, these big corporate farms and so on. So a combination daily, two pints of carrot juice, spinach juice, turnip juice, and watercress juices. That's the combination, carrot, spinach, turnip, and watercress juices. And then following rigidly a raw vegetable and fruit diet, cutting out everything else, you know, to get rid of the hemorrhoids. So to have those good results, that means, you know, no cooked food and no meat, no cooked potatoes or potatoes, you know, all these type of things. I guess if you're going to eat them raw, that might be possible, which most people aren't going to do that. So you want to cut those out too, all the other bad stuff. And then hopefully you'll get the good results. So we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere.
Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Things in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply. Access for their people during civil strife. The FCC ceased in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is a coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Want you to hear me when I say that the blues is bad and it's here to
All right, welcome back to World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it's my live show tonight, and it is Monday, December 22nd, 2014, and my kitty unplugged my headphone cord a while ago, so that's why I was wondering what happened. All of a sudden, I couldn't hear myself, but hopefully that's all it was, and I realized that when I saw it, dangling, you know, half of it on the floor and half of it, whatever, so. But, um, so, I'm going to get back into this book here, Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body by Dr. Norman Walker and Dr. Medical Dr. R.D. Pope. So, I was telling you about how to... What I would do, actually, <laughs> and what many people have had success with if they have hemorrhoids. So, and that would be cutting out all the junk, you know, and, and going on a raw food uh, lifestyle, you know, and um, just drinking the good, high-quality vegetable juices, and that would be two pints daily or more. More meaning if you're not using the right kind of juicer. So if I didn't have, which I don't, the kind of juicer recommended in the book is called a triturator um, or the Norwell Press, the juicer with the press that Dr. Walker himself invented, which is a triturator juicer with a hydraulic juice press on the other side. They're very expensive, so we do not have one of those, although it's my dream you know, juicer and press, um, so who knows, maybe one day, but but until then, um, you know, we have a champion juicer, we have two of those, and we don't have a hydraulic juice press yet, that's another dream Frank and I have, is to, you know, he keeps talking about, you know, making his own hydraulic juice press, so maybe soon we'll have one of those, but right now he's got too much to deal with to worry about that. So it would be more than two pints if one does not have both of those items, the right type of juicer, the triturator, and the hydraulic juice press. So, but if one does have those, both of those types of things, then it would be two pints daily of a combination of carrot juice, spinach juice, turnip juice, and watercress juices, and following rigidly a raw vegetable and fruit diet. So that means cutting out all the other junk, you know, all the processed foods, all the cooked foods, everything but raw fruits and veggies and the juices that are mentioned here. And I'm sure other juices would be fine, but that and to drink the right combination of juices to get rid of those hemorrhoids. So get the best results the quickest way. And it happened for this attorney um, back in the day when this book was written in less than one month. Got rid of his terrible, terrible case of hemorrhoids in that short amount of time. And it, and it worked for many, many, many other people, too. But they're caused from the pasteurized and or boiled cow's juice and from the flowers, the concentrated flowers, concentrated grains, Sugar products, starchy foods that turn to sugar, things like that. So that's where 
the hemorrhoids come from, and it causes all kinds of other maladies they do as well. Okay, so buttercup juice is the next topic, and this juice is exceedingly rich in sulfur. About that on our show about sulfur called the Sulfur Hour, and it's really a two-hour show, so the host of that show, Patrick McGeehan, refers to it as the Sulfur Hour Plus One, meaning, you know, the Sulfur Two-Hour Show. <laughs> but that airs Thursday night, 6 to 8 p.m. Pacific Time, and it's all about organic sulfur and other health things as well. And so this juice, the watercress juice, is exceedingly rich in sulfur, which represents more than one-third of all the other mineral elements and salts combined in the watercress. Forty-five percent of the elements in watercress are acid-forming, including sulfur, phosphorus, and chlorine. As it is a very powerful intestinal cleanser, it should never be taken alone, meaning the watercress juice, but should always be used with other juices, mixing it, for example, with carrot juice or celery juice. That alone, it should be mixed with carrot or celery juice, the watercress juice itself. And celery, because you don't want all the pesticides, and you know, could, it could be have Roundup in there for all we know. Who knows? I mean, they put it in so many things. Um, farmers spray it on their crops, you know, because the seeds are genetically modified from Monsanto, and they're called Terminator seeds, and they're called Roundup Ready. And I know that they're in most of the corn and the soy and things like that. So uh, most of most of all the corn out there and corn. Things made from corn, you know, from corn syrup to everything you can think of, um, perch and all that. You know, you'll look on the label and it'll say modified corn starch. So that means genetically modified, you know. And so it's it's full of that Roundup Ready. And that's full, that's been on the market for years and has been okay to be, you know, genetically modified to be put that in the actual seeds and bodies, it turns into a pesticide factory in our bodies. So, you know, it causes cancer. That's something definitely to stay away from. So we would want to use organic when we're trying to heal our bodies and trying to be healthy and to not, you know, poison our own bodies or our loved ones' bodies. We want to stay away from those bad things and those bad pesticides and the chemical fertilizers and the genetically modified, um, you know, organisms and seeded soils that have been depleted of the minerals and those things. And same thing with devitalized foods, heated foods, pasteurized foods, all that. It depletes the vitamins and fortified foods, you know, fortified with vitamins and minerals, that, that's bad. Those are bad. And pasteurization and heating and all that is bad. And, and it gets rid of the enzymes. It deactivates those and depletes the vitamins and all these things. So processed foods, those are bad for us, too. So anyway, um, it, it's good 
if one is going to use the watercress juice, to not ever take it alone, but always mix it with other juices, for example, carrot juice and celery juice, or carrot or celery juice. And of the alkaline elements, potassium predominates, being slightly more than 20%. Calcium is about 18%. Sodium, 8%. Magnesium, 5%. And iron, about one-fourth of 1% 1 watercress juice. Combination of carrot and spinach juice with some lettuce, turnip leaves, and watercress juice contains the components essential for the normal regeneration of the blood and particularly for increasing oxygen transmission in the bloodstream. For anemia, low blood pressure, and underweight, this forms an excellent food combination. Lettuce, turnip leaves, and watercress juice. So that's going to be great to increase the oxygen in the bloodstream, the oxygen transmission, and to just regenerate the blood. So it's great for anybody suffering from, you know, and always check with your doctor or the person's doctor that you're, whatever, you know, always make sure you tell them to check with their doctor. Legal purposes, I have to say that. Uh, you know, I, I don't go to allopathic doctors, so I'm not going to be doing that. But for everybody else out there listening, I have to tell you to do that. So it's great for people that have anemia, low blood pressure, and that are underweight. Um, this is an excellent food combination. Combination of carrots, spinach, turnip leaves, and watercress juice has the property of helping to dissolve the coagulated blood fibrin in hemorrhoids or piles and many kinds of tumors. So that, that combination is great, not just for dissolving the hemorrhoids or the piles and the coagulated blood fibrin that causes those, but also many kinds of tumors. So that is something to take no serious note of because that happens a lot these days. People get cancer, people get tumors. I got tumors at 18 years old. I had them, had them for a while before I really told anybody to. And so I didn't go this route. I went the surgical route and I didn't know any better. I was only 18. I didn't know about all the about health. And I went that route and thank, thank the good Lord, you know, did not have malignant tumors, but I did have a lot of big tumors in my body. And so they were surgically removed, and, and thank goodness, you know, I mean, I know it's not important, but it is in a way. Um, but the doctor, his uh, son happened to be a plastic surgeon, so he had taught his dad, the doctor that treated me, did surgery on me, how to make you know, the teeniest little stitches, so I don't even have any scars, believe it or not. So that's a wonderful thing because like Frankenstein when they say yes. I mean, that other surgeries, you know, when I was a child where they, they did leave a bad scar, well, one, one surgery where they did. So I know the difference, and I've had to live with that, you know, my whole life. But um, anyway, 
So two pints of this combination taken daily when all flour and sugar products and preferably also meat have been eliminated from the diet have been found to resolve these conditions in from one to six months in a perfectly natural manner, provided that there has been no surgical interference in which event it may take longer. So that's a combination of carrots, spinach, turnip leaves, and watercress juice, and that will help to dissolve the coagulated blood fibrin in hemorrhoids or piles and main chondral tumors, two pints of that combination daily, and then eliminating all the flour and sugar products and preferably to have the best results, eliminating also meat, just all the garbage. And if one was to go on the yeah, raw fruit and veggie type of lifestyle, that would be the best, you know, to get the quickest results. Is, is if one does use the right type of juicer recommended in the book, the triturator type. Most people don't have that, so it's going to take more than two pints a day of this combination of juices. And the same goes if one is not using the um, phallic juice press, it's going to take more than two pints. So, you know, if you have the juice press, it still would take more than two pints because you're still not using the right type of juicer the best type of juicer according to the doctors in the book. So anyway, keep that in mind. And also remember that all flour and sugar products and results should be eliminated from the diet. So it could take from one to six months to dissolve these conditions in a perfectly natural manner unless one has had surgery and in that case it could take longer section covering turnip juice, which we did just go over, and I, I did go over some of that last week as well on my show. So I kind of went over it again this week, so if you heard it this week, that you heard the whole, the whole bit about turnip juice. That is going to answer more questions about the hemorrhoids. So we talked about that tonight, about the attorney and how he eliminated his hemorrhoids less than a month's time. Watercress juice is a valuable adjunct, valuable help to carrot, parsley, and potato juices as a combination to help emphysema victims. So if anybody out there, you know, has that problem, I would definitely be using that valuable combination if I had emphysema, and I do not smoke, so I've had a relative probably more than one, but one that I know of when I was a child, she had emphysema and died with emphysema. So have to deal with not being able to breathe, you know, having a hard time breathing and all that. So, of course, one should quit smoking. Then it says here, watercress juice is a valuable adjunct. Carrot, parsley, and potato juices. So a combination of those four juices dominance of phosphorus and chlorine has thereby proved to be very beneficial for them. Okay, now we're going to talk about something that affects pretty much everybody, it seems, out there. About having a cold. Is your breathing congested? Are you sneezing? Do you have a general letdown feeling? 
for many, many years, investigators have been and still are attempting to find, isolate, and identify some evanescent, evasive germ to blame for the common cold. Sometime during the middle 1920s, science made the headlines with the discovery of a germ, which was definitely responsible for the common cold, but that it was too small and elusive to be caught or even to be visible by means of the most powerful microscopes then available. Yet they discovered such a germ in the march of progress in the field of enlarging the image of matter, electronic microscopes have made such vast strides that what is virtually invisible can be magnified many thousands, even hundreds of thousands of times. Scientists are still playing with the thought that the germ can be caught, but to my knowledge and as a result of all the research and investigations which I have been able to make, no such germ has yet been seen caught or harnessed. During the past years, actually since 1946, according to word, to word I have from England, some scientists under the $150,000 of the British government's Medical Research Council, and that was a lot of money back then, of course, have been hunting, and you know the British are notorious for their hunting for a cold bug, a germ or virus as the culprit which could be blamed for or accused of being responsible for the starting or the generation of the common cold. So, looked and looked and looked, tried to find it, uh, spent a lot of money trying to find it. Or at the time the book was written, they have not yet, after many years, been able to find, catch, harness, nor develop one. Surely they have been able to identify about 100 different germs, virus, or bacteria, but not one of these was able to start a cold. Every one of these was feeding on the mucus of common colds, and colds are a virus. So we'll hear more about this on the other slide. Come right back.
since the beginning of the United States, kings have sought, nations have fought for it. It has been traded, borrowed, purchased, and stolen. There is a reason for it. To secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity, invest with the security of gold and silver. Call Discount Gold and Silver Trading at 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. This is your financial survival with your host, Melody Peterstrom, on American Voice Radio Network and Shortwave Radio. Visit DiscountGoldAndSilverTrading.net or call 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. For the very best in gold and silver trading, call toll-free 1-800-375-4188. That's 1-800-375-4188. Call now. Unemployment insurance running out, jobs leaving the country. Many people cannot afford it or keep a roof over their head. Too many. Messiah's branch at Mission Church in Wichita, Kansas, helps the victims of this banker's economy, the American people. Your neighbors, the mission is the last hope for so many Americans. We need your help to lift up the poor These are men, women, and children who once had now in the street. They all need what you need for aid, bed, food, clothing, You can send a monetary gift or a box to the No, 
Welcome back to New World Order Info. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and it's the second part of my live show tonight on Monday, December 22nd, 2014. And you're still listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. And I am sharing some great info again tonight from this book I have here called Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body by Dr. Norman Walker. And the cover of the book says N.W. Walker, D. period, S.B. period, for Doctor of Science and his initials, N.W. for Norman W. Walker. And it was also written in collaboration with a medical doctor named R.D. Pope. So I was telling you about what was written here in the book about having a cold. So it says here, during the past years, actually since 1946, at the time the book was written, um, you know, up until that point, according to word I have from England, some scientists under this $150,000 patronage of the British government's Medical Research Council have been hunting and you know the British are notorious for their hunting. For a cold bug, a germ or virus as the culprit which could be blamed for or accused of being responsible for the starting or the generation of the common cold. So far from every available report, they have not yet, after many years, been able to find, catch, harness, nor develop one. Surely they have been able to identify about 100 different germs, virus, or bacteria, but not one of these was able to start a cold. Every one of these was feeding on the mucus of common colds, the very purpose for which they were created. So they were created to dissolve, break up, decompose, and so dispose of the mucus that manifests the common cold. So that's why we get the cold because we have too much mucus in our bodies. And so that's what happens is, um, you know, these are feeding on the, the excess mucus in our bodies, and that's why we end up developing a cold. And he says, as I understand it, these British scientists have some kind of a research hospital where they not only invite people to come there, and stay for 10 days or so, free of charge, all meals and everything provided. But patients are paid something like five shillings a day to come there and submit themselves to the scientists' attempts to find a germ or a virus that will give them a cold. It has become quite a fad for some 30 people at a time to go there once or twice a year for a very inexpensive vacation with pay. I understand that so far only a handful of people during the past few years did develop a cold, but the germ or virus that was supposed to create it has never been discovered. No, indeed, there is not a germ in existence which can cause one to have a cold. The electrical analogy in reference to a cold is worth remembering. The electric system in your home is equipped with fuses, right? What happens? when the electric circuit is overheated because you have overloaded the line with too many lights and appliances. Does a germ notify you that a fuse will blow out or that the overheating of the wires may burn down your home? 
snow. Indeed, if the fuse fails to blow out, the overloaded and overheated wires will start a fire. Think this over when you catch a cold. The waste matter in the system, if not eliminated, builds up fermentation and heat in the body in the natural course of events. When such fermentation has reached a sufficiently toxic state, nature becomes worried about our neglect to keep the body clean within and gives us a warning in the form of mucus elimination, which has been labeled a cold. So our Heavenly Father caused this to happen to us to get rid of the excess mucus in our bodies, and that is what we call and label a cold. So it's just as simple as that, and we have seen it demonstrated over and over and over again that if the warning is ignored and disregarded, more serious conditions develop, conditions which are so well known that a list of them covers a medical encyclopedia. So on shows that I've done from this book in the recent past, I've told you about how to get rid of the excess mucus in your body, to dissolve it, break it up, and eliminate it from the body. So the book will tell you how to do that, too, if you miss those shows or you want to know, you know. Um, it would be a wonderful resource for your health library to obtain this book. So I highly recommend you do so. And so that that's what it's caused by is the excess mucus in our bodies. And so it says here... Um, you know, if this warning is ignored and disregarded, more serious conditions can develop, conditions which are so well known that a list of them covers a medical encyclopedia. Never curse a cold which has called up with you. Rather, be thankful for the timely warning and do something about it. No drug was ever known to cure a cold without the development of eventual afflictions of a more serious nature, rarely attributed to such drugs. To put it briefly, a cold is the result of the secretion of too much accumulated waste and insufficient and improper elimination. And so it's not just, you know, about the mucus, it's about improper elimination and too much waste building up in the body. And that's going to cause the mucus to build up in the body as well. So, you know, the excess waste also has to be eliminated. The colon is the recipient of all this corruption. Toxins spread throughout the body, generating unhealthy mucus in the sinus cavities. Excessive waste matter is the contributing factor in the generation of mucus. The result, a cold. An intelligent individual will give due consideration to these facts and as a matter of course, will do what innumerable other people have done at the first signs of a cold, namely, take high enemas and colon irrigations to remove the cause. Fruit juices and fasting for a day or two using nothing but water and fruit juices have been very effective during such cleansing procedures. A regimen of raw foods and juices has been found to be the best means to prevent the accumulation of waste and mucus when the body and the colon in particular has been kept consistently clean. 
So to prevent the accumulation of the waste and mucus, when the colon has been kept consistently clean, the regimen of the lifestyle of eating raw foods and drinking the juices from the raw fruits and veggies that's been found to be the best way to prevent the accumulation of the waste and mucus in the body and in the colon. And it helps to keep the colon in particular consistently clean. And uh, now we're going to move on to endocrine glands. Excuse me. Um, endocrine glands. Um, the human body could not function were it not for the endocrine gland system. The glands in our body are the activating mechanisms responsible for and involved in every function and procedure taking place within our system. There are glands of internal secretion and glands of external secretion. These glands all manufacture in microscopic quantities a substance known as hormones. Hormones are a product generated and elaborated in the glands and discharged into the blood or lymph. In most cases, while in some cases, their action is somewhat like making an electrical contact in one place to start stop or to modify an action in a separate and perhaps remote place. Endocrine means that the manufacture of hormones takes place within the gland with no duct for its discharge from it. The discharge takes place by osmotic transmission from within the gland through its covering and is collected by the blood or the lymph from outside the gland. Glands of external secretion are those with a duct or ducts leading directly from the generating plant in the gland out of the gland into the blood or the lymph or into its environment. The toxins in the appendix are external secretion glands. The former, the tonsils, injecting its product into the throat while the appendix injects its product into the colon. The volume of hormones secreted at any one time is so infinitesimal, so infinitely small, that in order to obtain one quarter of an ounce of the pineal gland hormone extract, for example, it would be necessary to collect hormones from more than 20 million individual glands. Like every other part of the human body, glands must have constant nourishment in order to be able to operate efficiently. Such nourishment should be of the very finest quality because of the important, intricate, and delicate work which the glands are called upon to perform. I have made and drawn a chart of the endocrine gland system showing the human form and radiating from it are explained and indicated the various endocrine glands and their relation to one another. The chart indicates the nature of the, their function and of their dysfunction, reviews what stimulates them and what inhibits them, lists the elements of which they are composed, and shows what fresh raw vegetable juices we have found to be of help and benefit for their well-being. 
This chart measures about 17 inches by 22 inches and is intended to be framed for hanging on the wall of your study office or your home. The extensive ramifications of the hormone chain is nothing short of stupendous, and even a superficial study of this chart is enough to make us appreciate our eternal creator for furnishing our insignificant body with such a marvel of ingenuity. I think we have more than just an insignificant body. It's, you know, it's a work of art, basically, you know, and it's a, a wonderful thing that it is so intricate and amazing, you know, how, how intelligent and omnipotent our, our creator is and, you know, all the things that he's done for us and helped us and helped our bodies to do, you know, to, to try to work the proper way. And so we have to do our part and give our bodies the proper fuel, the proper nutrients, you know, and eliminate the junk, eliminate the bad things, and treat our body as the temple of the Holy Ghost, like the Bible tells us to. And the least we can do to help our wonderful glandular system to function at its highest state of efficiency is to keep our body thoroughly cleansed of waste and corrupt matter. Nourish the body with the best natural raw foods and juices available and completely learn to control our mind and our emotions. And with due and careful attention to this program, we should acquire the energy we need to live a full, happy useful, joyous, and intelligent life. And so now we're going to move to talking about um, something a little bit different. And I have talked about this many times on the air. And the topic is vinegar. All references in my previous publications to the injurious effects of vinegar apply definitely only to the white distilled vinegar and to wine vinegar in which the destructive element is the predominance of acetic acid. So I've told you many, many times about how, you know, it's not a good thing to use the white distilled vinegar in or on the body or for your pets, for example, but the good, you know, unheated, raw, unpasteurized, organic, apple cider vinegar, like Bragg or Solana Gold, you know, the, that would be the way to go to use for health purposes, and it's not normal, you know, to be used straight and alone, but to be diluted, the normal way to use that, for one, if you're going to ingest it, would be to dilute that good apple cider vinegar by mixing it with some good water, some um, good you know, clean, filtered water, like reverse osmosis or distilled water, et cetera, and not into what if it's been fluoridated or chlorinated and all those things. And so another bad kind of vinegar, according to the book, is wine vinegar. And it's got, they both have a lot of acetic acid and then the white distilled vinegar and the wine vinegar. Like I've told you, the, the white vinegar, the distilled vinegar, the regular clear kind of vinegar that you can buy in the big gallon containers, um, that's good for 
you know, getting rid of mold, say, if you have a problem like that, um, or um, mildew, things like that, um, getting rid of fungus, these type of things in the environment, um, you know, whether it's treating wood or concrete or the patio or whatever, things like that. Um, but not to be used in our pet's water or in our own, their bodies or ours. So that's something to keep in mind. It's good to stock up on and to have both uh, a lot of the distilled vinegar on hand, you know, to use in our daily lives and in the, the terrible time to come, you know, when we're going through the Great Tribulation or when maybe an antique attack occurs or whatever, you know, a natural disaster could occur or martial law or whatever it is that that maybe, you know, cause us to have a lot of problems and for the grid to be down or whatever and riots and you know, people robbing, raping and pillaging and all that stuff and the plagues that will be going around and the dead bodies that will be piling up so I would definitely be having on you know, hand both of those kinds of vinegar both the good uh, apple cider vinegar, the unfiltered, unpasteurized, raw, organic kind in the glass bottle for the health purposes for people and animals, and the white distilled vinegar, which is fine, you know, in plastic bottles because, you know, to get the large quantities, that's the way they normally come, um, and you know, using those to stock up on, too, because that's something great to have on hand, too. And from what I've read, you know, it gets rid of 98% of bad things, like the bad bacteria and viruses and things like that. When one uses the white vinegar to disinfect surfaces and things, you know, in the home, it can be used as a cleaner. Uh, I've told you about that many times. And one could mix up a bottle, a spray bottle of, say, half of the white distilled vinegar and half of regular water and use that to, you know, shake it up good and spray it on clean surfaces and clean fruits and veggies and all that and then rinse them well before eating them. Okay, we'll be right back. So come right back and don't go anywhere. Gonna be my girl. 
buy Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC sees use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 225 4659. That's 541 225 4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system.
Welcome back to the last part of my live show. I'm Melissa Roxanne, and you're listening to me on TheAmericanVoice.com. This is New World Order Info. You can also go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com. Okay, so we're getting back into the book I have here called Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body. And so now the topic is vinegar. And so, as the book says here, all references in my previous publications to the injurious effects of vinegar apply definitely only to the white distilled vinegar and to wine vinegar, in which the destructive element is the predominance of acetic acid. Pure apple cider vinegar, on the other hand, made from made from whole um, apples and not diluted, contains the constructive malic acid, an ingredient needed in the digestive processes. And there are three kinds of vinegar which are generally used in this country, apple cider vinegar and the white distilled vinegar. There is also wine vinegar, which is a commonly used condiment in Latin countries, and which, like the white distilled vinegar, also contains acetic acid. White distilled vinegar uh, contains acetic acid. The wine vinegar also contains acetic acid, a predominance of acetic acid. So those are bad for our bodies. And so in our country, we, you know, most people usually use apple cider vinegar and the white distilled vinegar. And in Latin countries, uh, they also use a lot of times the wine vinegar. Of course, that's used over here in our country as well, you know, and a lot of people use that to make salad dressing, for instance, things like that. And so the white distilled vinegar is injurious to the system, and it rapidly destroys red blood corpuscles, resulting in anemia. It also interferes with the digestive processes, retarding them and preventing the proper assimilation of food. And such vinegar, such as the white distilled vinegar, is the product of the fermentation by acidity of alcoholic fluids, uh, such as fermented wine and malt liquors. That's how it's made. It's from the fermented wine and malt liquors. These are known as wine vinegar and malt vinegar, respectively. So the light distilled vinegar is very injurious to our bodies. 
and it has a high acidic content, and it's widely used in our country. And many, many recipes will call for using that very kind of vinegar, the white distilled vinegar. But, you know, hopefully you'll stop doing that if you have been, and you'll realize how it's very injurious to our system. It causes anemia, interferes with the digestion, and the proper assimilation of food, uh, of food, I'm sorry, and, you know, it's just a bad thing. It's made from bad ingredients, from fermentation of wine and malt liquors. So it's something that I've always said on my show, you know, never use that in or on your body or bodies or your loved ones' bodies or your animals, you know, et cetera. So the one to use would be the type of apple cider vinegar, the organic, raw, unpasteurized, unfiltered apple cider vinegar um, that's not been heated, that's not been devitalized, you know, none of those things. It's not been pasteurized or any of that. And so it's still available, believe it or not, you know, when they call for pasteurization of pretty much everything out there that we eat or drink, I'm amazed they allow that to still be available for sale, not only in health food stores, but just the regular old grocery stores. So I would be stocking up on that. And two brands that I know are good that we purchase a lot of is the Bragg brand of the apple cider vinegar and the Solana Gold type of apple cider vinegar. The white distilled vinegar that we purchase is good for many other things, like I said, disinfection of of viruses and bad bacteria and and things like that, it will get rid of 98% of those on surfaces. So that's something else good. Even when it's mixed with water, you know, it's good. It could, it could be used straight as well, you know, and the worst, you know, kind of whatever's going around, if a plague were to be going around or something, I would probably be using it straight um, in a spray bottle and using that to disinfect everything. And I frequently, um, you know, I, I keep spray bottles um, of both the apple cider vinegar, like the Bragg or Solana Gold, and, you know, depending on what I want to use it for, I may put, you know, half water and half of that type of vinegar. Sometimes I'll put less than half of that type of vinegar. Um, but, you know, it's good. It, it gets rid of... Uh, the distemper virus, it kills that basically or deactivates it. Um, the same thing with um, dogs and puppies, uh, it's called parvo, the parvo virus. And in cats, it's called distemper or panleukopenia, feline panleukopenia virus. So it will kill that on surfaces if it's sprayed on. And it's, um, you know, a good thing to do would be to use half of the of vinegar. And you can actually use the white distilled vinegar since it is for disinfection purposes and not to be used on anyone's body or any animal or, you know, to be ingested, but just to to get rid of that virus and other viruses and bad bacteria. So in a spray bottle, it can be used, the regular clear kind of what's known as white distilled vinegar. That's good for that purpose. And it needs to sit on the surface for 10 minutes in order to deactivate that particular virus. Um, so that's something good to know. So not just to be sprayed on and wiped off. And I 
see them at the vet's office, you know, they, they don't even realize any of this. They don't use it um, to disinfect with. They don't use um, hydrogen peroxide. I don't know what they use, but I, I bet you they're not using either of those. Hydrogen peroxide is another good one to, to kill that, or bleach, you know. But bleach causes cancer and it's bad for the environment and all that, so I would prefer to use the vinegar or the hydrogen peroxide, 3% hydrogen peroxide, which can also be mixed with water the same way, like in a spray bottle and applied to surfaces and let sit for 10 minutes, you know, for something really bad and deadly like distemper or parvovirus, for example. Um, so otherwise, you know, it can be wiped off quicker um, from the surface. But at the vet's office, they just wipe stuff down and, and move the next, you know, uh, animal in or animals into the room, and they do not let it sit for 10 minutes. You know, they don't even know. And they, even if they did know, it, it hurts their bottom line money-wise, so they're not going to wait at least 10 minutes in between, you know, the next animal to come in. So that's why so many animals get distemper, parvo, you know, and leukopenia. Uh, they get it by going to the vet if they have not been vaccinated for that particular virus. So, and also, even if vaccinated, they have to, you know, it takes seven days or so for it to actually work in their bodies. So, you know, if they get it the same day or they get it the day they're taken in and they can still catch this, they can still get this virus and die from it. And most of them do. 90% of them die, um, for kittens, for sure, and sometimes it, it can even be that fatal in cats. So, same thing with puppies, and it's even more deadly in cats. The virus is different, you know, but similar to parvo in puppies and dogs. So, okay, so vinegar made from apples is known as apple cider vinegar, and it contains malic acid, which is a natural. Um, organic constituent of apples and is an element involved in the digestive process. So malic acid is a good thing and I had some magnesium malate with malic acid so that's a good supplement to take as well. And the apple cider vinegar is made from apples and it contains malic acid. So that's a good thing. It's naturally in apples and it's organic. So it helps us in the digestive process, for one thing. And vinegar made by the process of fermentation of wine contains an average of from 3% to 9% acetic acid and usually some tartaric acid in addition. Acetic acid and vinegar has been known to be a contributing factor in causing hardening of the liver, cirrhosis of the liver, duodenal, and other intestinal ulcers. So, if, if one is using the wrong kinds of vinegar, you know, that contain a lot of acetic acid, such as wine vinegar, you know, and a lot of people out there are using this in ignorance and not knowing any better in recipes and so on, and even more, I'm sure, are using the white distilled vinegar. So, that's going to be a bad thing because that's a contributing factor in causing cirrhosis of the liver and ulcers in the uh, intestine and duodenal ulcers as well. So that's something to keep in mind. And if one is or your loved ones are using those types of 
vendors, you need to let them know that they're very bad and what they can do, you know, to wreak havoc on one's body. So let them know about the good kind of apple cider vinegar, like I told you, like the Bragg brand or Solana Gold, et cetera, and make sure they know to purchase that in the glass bottle because I just don't think it's a good thing. Personally, anyway, that's what we do. We get it in the glass bottles versus the plastic since it is very acidic before it goes into one's body, and I don't want it to cause any of the chemicals in the plastic to be leached into the vinegar. So that's what we choose to do is to buy it in the glass bottles. If it's the regular kind for disinfection purposes, such as the cheap white distilled vinegar, that's fine to get in the plastic bottles, you know, and so that's the way it usually comes anyway when you buy a large quantity, like a gallon or so at a time. Although some of them are no longer a gallon, I've noticed, um, just like they're cutting down, they're giving you less product in every kind of package there is out there and charging you more money for it. Um, so you might want to check the label and make sure you're actually getting a gallon. Um, I'll compare the price of the ones that are still a gallon and see what the better deal is. So apple cider vinegar, on the other hand, contains malic acid, and that's a constructive acid which combines with alkaline elements and minerals in the body to produce energy or to be stored in the system as glycogen for future use. And it has proved to be of immeasurable value when used judiciously by humans and for animals. So that's the malic acid, and that is naturally contained in the apple cider vinegar. And so that's a good acid. And like I said, it's in one of the magnesium supplements that we have here. And it's magnesium malate with malic acid, so it's something good for our bodies. And uh, it's of immeasurable value when used judiciously by humans and for animals. And so it helps to, you know, helps our bodies to produce energy or it's stored in the system as glycogen for future use. And combines with alkaline elements and minerals in the body to produce the energy. And space does not permit the publishing of a vast field of beneficial results obtained. For example, how it helps in the coagulation of blood and establishing a normal menstrual flow and contributes to healthy blood vessels, veins, and arteries in the building of red blood also. So, you know, wonderful, wonderful things that um, the apple cider vinegar does for our bodies and the malic acid, et cetera. So it's good for... So many different things, and I've done many, many shows on the benefits of using the good apple cider vinegar, the organic, raw, unpasteurized kind, such as Bragg or Solana Gold. Those are just two of the brands that I'm aware of and that we have used for years and years. And I have books dedicated to nothing but vinegar, you know, or mainly vinegar anyway, maybe some honey and things like that. So I've been sharing a lot of those with you, and... I'll probably do so in the future as well. And one of the great uh, virtues of apple cider vinegar is its extraordinary potassium content, 
which is an element so necessary for building and storing body reserves and to help the system to achieve harmony and calm. This potassium readily associates with some of the most important elements in the body, such as calcium, sodium, iron, magnesium, chlorine, and silicon. And it's important when choosing apple cider vinegar to consider its source in order to be sure that it's made from whole apples and not the kind that is cheaply made just from apple cores and peeling. So if one was to make their own kind of apple cider vinegar, you know, it would be definitely much more beneficial for our health to use the whole apple and not just the kind, you know, that is made much cheaper just by using the peelings of the apple and the cores of the apple and all that. So that would be the way to go. And I know if you want to learn about how to make your own apple press, you can go to doctoryourself.com, doctoryourself.com, and you might want to type into a search engine just doctoryourself.com and also type in apple press and you'll find the information. And you can also buy those, you know, so you can do that. And if you have apple trees and the right kind of apples, organic apples, that would be a wonderful thing to make apple cider vinegar with those. So you might want to look into growing your own apple trees if you have your own land and you can do that. And that would be a wonderful thing. Or if you could get apples cheap enough from some farmers and or people that have their own apple trees and you know, a lot of times you can even find them for free. I've found apples for free, although they wanted you to take a heck of a lot of them because they had an excess amount of them, um, farmers in the fall, et cetera, around here. So, unfortunately, we didn't get those, but we did get a whole lot of apples from a local farmer at 50 cents a pound, which was a pretty good deal, and peaches as well, so... Anyway, there's ways to obtain these things. So it is about time to end my show tonight. So I will go over more about vinegar on my next show and more about milk and natural choppers and many other things from the book that I have here, Fresh Vegetable and Fruit Juices, What's Missing in Your Body, by Dr. Norman Walker, Doctor of Science and Ph.D., and Dr. R.D. Pope, medical doctor. And it's a fantastic book, so... Help you a lot and get this book and tell others about it. And, you know, if you choose to, you know, start juicing and cutting out the bad things and changing your lifestyle and getting rid of all those concentrated starches and flour and sugary substances and things like that and, you know, turn to the good things that our Heavenly Father put here on this earth for us to use and to make ourselves be in the best shape and the best health possible. So coming up next is the owner of ABR Frank with two hours live. So stick around for that next and God bless you all. Have a wonderful night.
Holes and antioxidants. The Mayo Clinic, the American Cancer Society, and others found ligands to be highly effective in preventing tumors and cancers. The shell of flaxseed contains the highest level of botanical ligands, which are powerful antioxidants and can boost your immune system. Ligands also help control free radical activity in the body, prevents hair loss while providing excellent nutritious fiber. The body uses mammalian lignans more effectively than botanical lignans, and good bacteria are required to convert them. Use Oxymex Organic Flax Hold Ligands and LP17 Live Probiotics together to achieve maximum benefits from their use. They will boost your immune system and improve digestive health. All this will protect you from the seasonal colds and flu of winter. Call 905-339-2686 or go to Osmex.com. That's O-S-U-M-E-X.com to order online or send an email to info at Osmex.com. In all situations, survival is your number one priority. That requires being tough and thinking smart. And the folks at Freeze-Dry Guy are going to help you do just that. They have a long-range patrol ration entrees, what they call the Brick Pack. When you're in survival mode, it is absolutely the best item for your survival pack or bug out bag. You can go farther, faster, and carry more food with the LRP cold weather ration entrees. Not only do these long-lasting, durable entrees help sustain you or your family through the harshest environment or situation, they are by far the most delicious of their kind. No contest. Variety of tasty entrees, you can't beat the LRP Brick Packs. You in your survival situations, go to freezedryguy.com. That's freezedryguy.com. Or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Rifle and a 
four-wheel drive and a country boy can survive. Country folk can survive. I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn. Me and I own folks too. Ain't too many things these old boys can't do. Roasted old tomatoes and homemade wine, and country boy can survive. Country folks can survive.
he's he's got about as much, you know, maybe ten years less uh, survival experience. But he got a bigger and wider platform than I did, I guess, and got got going earlier on the on the communication with the was on the radio, and I, I misplaced his name right now. But uh, I had heard uh, heard him a couple of times before on a couple of other issues in years years past. And he made a poignant uh, reminded me, and uh, I've, I've brought this up on earlier programs, and I need to reiterate it almost, I guess, uh, oh, at least 25% of the time that I mentioned beans, rice, and bullets, I should reiterate this. And that's store what you eat and eat what you store. And if your family is not used, now see, when I grew up, my mama would make a big old pot pinto beans at least once a week and sometimes twice a week. We'd have navy beans or pinto. We'd have some kind of beans. I mean, uh, you know, one of our, I guess, a staple meal in our house was a big pot of beans, potatoes of some kind, either fried or mashed or baked, a hamburger steak or a pork chop. That's back when I ate the pig or some chicken, some kind of, some kind of meat. Um, you know, we'd have the beans and the taters, like I say, and, and cornbread, and uh, you'd have some kind of additional vegetable, usually something green, uh, peas or peas and carrots or green beans or something like that. Point being, when you're going to have this kind of food that you store, most of the food you store is prep food. It's not, it's not reach in the freezer and throw it in the oven or the microwave. It's not processed. You are the processing. And if your children are not used to eating that, if the older people in your community, in your home, are not accustomed to eating that, when when a traumatic event occurs and shock happens and the diet gets radically changed, children and the older people have a tendency to shut down and not eat. And so what you need to do is train their palates and their stomachs to eat this food. So if you're going to store beans and rice, you need to eat beans and rice at least once a week. You need to cook it. You know, get down, sit down, get the get a crock pot, rinse and soak your beans, get your rice ready, steam it up, boil it, but cook it. It also gives you experience and practice. And there's nothing wrong with some, you know, good old bread, cornbread, or a fresh uh, baked loaf, and then you, you make your big old, big old uh, bowl of rice and throw some beans over the top of that, slice uh, a fresh onion, and a big old piece of bread. That's uh, actually a meal into itself, and it, it's pretty doggone good. A nice afternoon snack, especially during the winter. So. You, you know, like I say, if you're gonna you store what you eat and eat what you store, and so you need to you need to eat what you're putting away. Your pastas, you need to you need to go through whatever it is you're going to be putting away, and start incorporating that into your menu, and rotate rotate your stock that way. <clears throat> okay, anyway, uh, we're gonna additionally here. This is the live show today. It is the 5th of January, 2012. I got to get the uh, got to get the perfunctories out of the way here. 
5 January 2012. Um, and if you want to call in, it's 800-596-8191. 800-596-8191. For those of you with an unlimited calling plan or international callers, call area code 541 8269159 and the voice bridge for you that are out about traveling uh, going to tell a friend about the show and they don't have access to a computer or one of our micro broadcasting stations there you go 218-862-7200 218-862-7200 you have to have the access code of 361113 3611113 and you can listen to the listen to the show over your cell phone, over a regular landline. Just be uh, aware that that's not a toll-free number. It will cost you minutes if you don't have an unlimited plan or program. But for those of you who have, uh, you know, your top five calling numbers and you don't have five people to put on there, you can put that number on there and listen to AVR during its actual live broadcast periods throughout the day. All right. Now we got that goodies out of the way. Wanted to um, you know, we'll talk about a relative news story that's that's uh, going on right now. Uh, already just done a little bit of research on it, and I already smell rotten fish. Go to Ogden, Utah, yesterday where we have six police officers involved in a shooting incident with an individual. Now, the news, the general news, ABC News, and the, the regular, you know, uh, organ propaganda mouthpiece media has said that these six police officers got involved in the shooting while they were serving a drug-related warrant. Well, the gentleman in question, uh, his name is... Uh, Let's get the old eyeballs out here so I can read my own writing. All right. Uh, 37-year-old Matthew Stewart. Matthew David Stewart. All right. Uh, he is a first Gulf War vet, decorated, suffering from post-traumatic stress disorder. His father said he's not a drug dealer. And after the police had come in and cleared up the their fallen uh, comrades and searched the house after they'd taken uh, Mr. Stewart into custody, well, they found no drugs. And uh, they served this warrant. It was a knock. They called it a knock and announce warrant. So basically they, they knocked on the door. No one quote-unquote answered. And they entered into the house. Well, there's already... Uh, some, some comments that they got a little frisky and actually some of the wounded officers now the six officers were shot one was killed three are in critical condition one was treated and released and one is in stable condition there's already some talk that they, some of them shot each other they got, they got the firing as they came through the door which meant they had some other agenda on their mind. Now, they served this warrant at 8.45 p.m. You know they were wearing their Billy Badass black outfit. They came through the door. Mr. Stewart works the graveyard shift. 
and was sleeping. He awoke to his door being bashed in, probably most likely some gunfire erupting from handguns, and he left to his own defense. But they're trying to use this now as, oh, assault weapons in the hands of whoever, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Oh, militia guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You know, there was a report out here recently that said 20% additional police officers are being killed over last year. And the implication of that was that they were trying to say that that 20% is uh, in the line of duty being shot. Well, in the line of duty means uh, if they stub their toe and fall down the stairs and break their neck and die, they died in the line of duty. Turns out, if you read that report uh, and do a little study on it, you'll find out, yes, the deaths have increased by about 20%, but the largest majority of that 20% is traffic-related fatalities due to the own officer's inability to properly operate his automobile. And not that many more dying from gunshots. There are a few more. There is a percentage increase in gunshots. But here's the kicker on the gunshot issue. Most of that is because, and I've I've been opposed, if you're in a state and they haven't yet passed a mandatory three-strike law, you get a bunch of people talking about it, you need to do everything you can Even though you're a law-abiding citizen, you're not a criminal. I'm not talking about for criminals. But you never can tell when you get ensnared in something. But also for your police officers, because you don't want them to suffer, you know, and for for regular citizens. If you have a hardened criminal, and he's got two felonies, and he's not going to quit being a hardened criminal, but let's say he does something stupid, simple shoplifting, but he shoplifts something that's over a certain dollar value. Now, all of a sudden, that would be a felony. Now, he just all of a sudden realizes he screwed up. He's on drugs or whatever, and he's not really thinking. But now he's, he's saying, oh, my God, I'm definitely ready to get caught by the cops here, and I'm going to go to prison for the rest of my life for taking this whatever. He might be inclined to pull out a gun and start killing us down, shooting. He might shoot some innocent bystanders. He might shoot the police officers that are trying to arrest him. He could do all kinds of things. You push them into a corner. And the, the whole rule of law is that we're each supposed to be individually tried on the merits or demerits of our actions. Not this uniform, oh, well, you've done a, a, a felony, and we don't care what felony it is. You have now a felony. You've got three of them. You're going to prison for life. Well, there's been instances where people, you know, we're talking the lay miserage, you know, steal a loaf of bread and go to prison for 20 years in hard labor uh, as a boy because you're starving to death. Uh, kind of a situation where it's uh, been, been shoplifting, felony shoplifting because of the cost of the, of the items and stuff, and you're sending prison to, people to prison for the rest of their life. When we're talking about monetary crimes, they should be doing restitution. Uh, I'm not for letting criminals walk away and get away. By God, a criminal comes into my house and is going to do something wrong, I'm going to... You don't have to worry about going to prison for life. He's in my house. You know, he shouldn't be there. 
he's there to do me harm, do my family harm, or, or you know, in one way or the other. And, I, and if a guy is willing to come into an occupied house, we've talked about that on previous shows, you owe him money. Except some lead, in my opinion. So <clears throat> this increase in police officers, you know, being shot has been being brought down to that three-strike law areas where you have a lot of three-strike laws in those states where that's uh, prevalent. Uh, that seems to be the, the trend over the last dozen or so years is to, to make that make that the mandatory, uh, you know, take that out of the hands of a judge and a jury, which really really isn't, uh, isn't the point of law. Our law is supposed to be individual to each individual case. So you need to uh, guard against that. Uh, so uh, be aware of that. Um, so I'd like to see. I'm gonna I'm gonna pay more attention to this Ogden shooting incident and see how how it uh, shakes out. Thirty-seven uh, um, year old Matthew Stewart was wounded and not uh, not severely wounded, so he will be able to answer. Uh, to exactly what happened, he'll be able to give his his side of the story. And if uh, they got they got their warrant wrong, and they came into his house, and it shows where they started shooting first, he's going to walk away from this if he gets a good lawyer. Maybe that's something for you folks in Utah in that area, and maybe the rest of us. Uh, if it comes down to it, maybe we need to help raise a legal defense fund if it looks like that's the case. Uh, you know, let's wait and see. Do a little investigation, but let's not let the media. You know, I, the ABC News tonight. I watched it before I came on the air. Um, their whole bent on the story. They were using it to put the black eye on assault weapons. Oh my gosh! AK-47. They wind up in the hands of criminals. AR-15s wind up in the hands of criminals. Well, you know. Stolen cars wind up in the hands of criminals. Let's ban cars. Well, it's the same thing. <clears throat> I can do more damage with an automobile than I can with an assault rifle. Give me a give me a sports field. And I'll drive a you know uh, uh, you know give me a give me a Corvette and I'll take it out on the sports field. I can wipe out two football teams. Some of the sideline folks. Been done in the past. Uh, one fellow did that back uh, back east a few years ago. So don't tell me that it's the gun. Not the gun. It's the individuals. Individuals who do these things. The tool they choose to use is the tool they choose to use. But I am telling you, more firearms in this country every year are used to prevent injury and to stop crime than are ever used to commit. And as soon as, you know, unfortunately, you know, the guy uses a gun to save his life, he doesn't call the cops because the cops are going to, you know, they're not they're not gun friendly. Oh, why did you have the gun? Where is the gun? Let's look at the gun. We want to take the serial number down. Treat you like you're the criminal with the gun. And you used it to defend yourself. Now, I will say this. If you find yourself in a... Most set of circumstances on a on a on a if there's a chance where 
they can get a license plate, the opposing force. Say, say somebody's being pushy. They're not an outright criminal in your face, but they're threatening you. They're threatening to do your bodily harm. And you use a firearm to repel their advance. And they flee. You might want to call the police. Because you need your side of the story. I have a friend locally here who did not call. And the other side had four people, and they just made up their own story. And he's the one going through. He had to hire the lawyer. He almost lost his firearm. He went through all this tumult and trouble and hassle and harassment. He wasn't wrong. He wasn't wrong from the beginning. And he didn't even pull the firearm. In fact, they didn't even know he was armed with a firearm, but he did have a knife in his hand. But he wasn't using the knife in a menacing way. He was actually doing some maintenance for the knife in his garage, and they were being, you know, butt-heads, butt-headed youth. And he went out to ask them why they were doing what they were doing. And they interpreted him holding the knife as threatening. And he should have called the police and said, look, I'm having a problem with X, Q, Y, and Z. But he didn't do it. So it's who calls first and complains is going to be the, the complaining witness. The other person is going to be the suspect. So if you find yourself in a situation where you legitimately and honestly used a, you know, a weapon that you're not going to be in violation of your local ordinances or rules, weren't illegally carrying according to your area. You used it to defend yourself. You need to call the police and let them know. However, if it's a scumbag criminal, they pull the knife and you pull the gun and they run, and, you know, they don't know what your vehicle is, they don't know who you are, you might just want to go ahead and, you know, head on down the road. Uh, that would be a, uh, a, a a point in time where not reporting might be actually a good thing. But see, therein lies the, the rub of this, not reporting. Uh, they, one, the Doctors for Firearms uh, Ownership, they did a study here old back in the 80s to show that, you know, because there was another doctor's group that was saying how evil handguns firearms were, and they showed the difference. In the yes, true, there was X amount of millions of dollars uh, every year in in damages from from you know hospital stays from gun violence, but then they showed where there was probably close to three or four billion dollars a year in savings from medical injury by the over 250,000 incidents of firearms being produced to defend someone and to stop an attack stop someone from being aggressive and causing an injury to a victim. So, but you, of course, have the media. They've got a story where six, six police officers. Now, were these six police officers honest, forthright? Were they doing, were they in, were they in proper order? Or is this one of those little uh, uh, gun squad units? It sounds like one of their little special drug units, you know, and they all get together and they hype themselves up and they get their, their really, really badass equipment and they wear it and they, they go out and they, uh, 
they put themselves out there and they go, hey, you know, um, we're going to go get them and we're going to go mess with the public. We're going to go get these guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And who's to say that they get the, even the right address? Even if they got the right address, they, they claim it drug-related. Hmm. I mean, what? what is the, the limitation of that, drug-related? One thing I will say about this so far, as just an observation for you to consider, here you have one trained, motivated former soldier who knew his equipment, had a mental state, because he came up out of a dead sleep and was prepared to engage. So somewhere along the line, he'd made a decision. And he was trained in his mind how he was going to respond if some activity happened. And he had a weapon close by. He was ready to respond. So, you know, we'll see how this shakes out as the story develops. Probably have to do some serious uh, Internet researching on this story because I don't hold out that the, main, the mainline media is going to cover the story honestly and uh, tell the whole truth. So uh, it, it's going to be interesting. You might want to look it up. All right, we're going to jump real quick to uh, before we before we get the, uh, the bottom of the half-hour break here. Uh, most recent item you might find at your local Walmart. I'm not going to say they're at every Walmart. I don't know what their distribution is on this item. This was a Christmas promotional item they had. Um, my local Walmart has quite a few of the particular model left. Kershaw knife. Kershaw makes good quality knives. It's a stainless steel blade with a polished steel buttress and handle with a Mercada, uh, 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 the rest of the handles, Mercada. Uh, the situation where our Walmart is they came in two colors. They came in a blue handle Mercada and a black handle Mercada. And the black handles all sold out. So they've lowered the price to clear them out. And they had them lowered just this last week after Christmas. They had them lowered to $10. Yes, $10 for a Kershaw pocket folding knife. It's called the Crown Model 3160X, 3160X Crown. The clip it, you know, it's got the clip on the side, fits in your pocket. It's got the little knob on it so you can flip it out with your thumb. Uh, well made, very good quality. For those of you who are anti-Chinese, it was manufactured in China, so, you know, but uh, I look at it this way. It's a high-quality knife, uh, and uh, for 10 bucks, I'll put that in my trade goods, folks. All right, uh, we'll be back after this break. Uh, this is American Voice Radio, and this is Survival Time. I'm your host, Richard McGregor, 5 January 2012. Beans, rice, and bullets.
Access for their people during civil strife. The FCC ceased in use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system. Survival is your number one priority. That requires being tough and thinking smart. And the have a long-range patrol ration entrees, what they call the Brick Pack. When you're in survival mode, it is absolutely the best item for your survival pack or bug out bag. You can go farther, faster, and carry more food with the LRP cold weather ration entrees. Not only do these long-lasting, durable entrees help sustain you or your family through the harshest environment or situation, they are by far the most delicious of their kind. No contest. With a variety of tasty entrees, you can't beat the LRP Brick Packs. Let Freeze Dry Guy help you in your survival situations. Go to FreezeDryGuy.com. That's FreezeDryGuy.com. Or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of lifeless sodium chloride. Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us or under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today.
Can you hear me running? Well, um, you can't hear me running because I'm sitting still. All right, this is Survival Time. I'm your host, Richard McGregor. It's 5 January 2012. 5 January 2012. Live show. Haven't uh, haven't had any feelings with the radio since last year. Uh, call at 800-596-8191 if you got any questions. 800-596-8191 or 541-826-9159. Five four one eight two six nine one five nine, and you can get your question on the air. All righty, folks. Uh, got a little, uh, did a little research there in the break. Got a couple of more interesting facts. It turns out that that twenty percent additional deaths has been a trumped-up number. It's actually thirteen percent. Uh, last year it was one hundred and seventy-three deaths, sixty-eight shots. That. Uh, hasn't had that high a number of shots since 1997. Uh, go back to 2009, though, it was a 50-year low. So the 13% number is actually an increase from the 2009 number. See how they skew statistics and numbers? So if you go back to 1973, guess how many police officers were killed in the line of duty by being shot? 156, long before the advent of the AK-47 assault rifle in the hands of civilians, long before AR-15s were commonplace in the hands of regular everyday folks, long before high-capacity, I think the only high-capacity handgun really basically available back then was a Browning High Power, 13-round magazine. But uh, all, all of a sudden, uh, you know, uh, you didn't have the kind of firearms that we have now, and there's less deaths. So watch your statistics. Watch what they're doing. Watch what the media, the line, fifth columnist, lapdog media. Uh, don't trust what you hear, you know. I, I'm always amazed. I'm always amazed. You hear how horrible... Ron Paul's foreign policy is, and you all run with that. Lots of you run with that. Well, he's just crazy. He's a lunatic. We can't listen to him. And where did you hear that? You heard that from ABC, CNN, CBS, Wall Street Journal, 
New York uh, line times. And then you turn around and you go, you don't, you say you don't trust the media, but they lie. So which was it? Were they lying about Ron Paul? Or were they lying about George Bush? He, he, if if you don't trust the media, then don't trust them. For, if you don't trust the main line, dog eat dog out there, you know, mainstream media. Don't trust them for anything. Don't trust any of their information. Because, you know, Ron Paul, there, there's already been proof, just just as a side note here, for those of you who might be interested, because it does have something to do with our future survival as a nation. Because I guarantee you if Obama gets in uh, for a second term, Katie barred the door, the, 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 he'll go full hog. He'll go full tilt. He'll he'll have nothing to restrain him. You already see what he does with executive orders. You already see that he's willing to pass edicts and and declarations and his whims without constitutional authority. So they'll pass a treaty that will not pass constitutional muster with the U.S. and and Hillary is working breakneck speed on the small arms disarmament treaty, which isn't talking about anti-tank rockets and 50 caliber machine guns and 12.7 Vasca machine guns and, uh, and, and hand grenades and landmines, although it does cover those. It's talking about George Smith of, uh, of uh, middle of nowhere, Colorado, and his 30-06 uh, Winchester deer rifle. But he takes his son out and goes hunting deer every year to put some meat in the freezer to feed his family. That's the small arm they're talking about. They're talking about the 22 rifle that came from your great-grandfather that's been handed down in your family. That's the small arm they're talking about with that treaty. They're talking about disarming the citizens of the world, taking away their personal firearms for their personal defense. And if you think they're going to use the big federal government stick, go and see all the new toys your local sheriff and your local police are getting from the federal government. If you've got a sheriff who's laughing up at the trough of the federal trough, getting all the toys, you better question him and find out where where his thinking's at. And if he's not thinking right, then you better find somebody to run against him next time. You might want to recall it. You might want to go to your mayor and find out why your chief of police is going through all these federal programs. You might want to find out why a threat fusion center is being built in your area that's going to house jointly local and federal law enforcement in the same facility. That the computer and, the, and, and all the technologies and everything are going to be shared. These are these are warning signs. These are danger signs, folks. This is not your 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 grandfather's police. This is not uh, you know the free country that your great grandfather was born into. We have been being sold down the river. 
you need to be prepared to take care of yourself, your family, and your extended community. Remember, each and every family that is prepared is that less strain on the system, that less panic. As you and I both know, there's just tons of people out there who they don't think about nothing until it's, oh, uh, I need something. And as long after they should have already had it, then they go acquire it. And if they get in a panic and they don't have it, then they'll take it. If you have gangs in your area, if you live in a heavily gang-infested area, you, you don't think they don't have some firepower? They may not always know exactly how to employ it and use it, but they're learning. They're getting smarter. Some of their guys have been serving in the Marine Corps and the Army and been over to Iraq and Afghanistan, and they're now coming back, and they're teaching the gangs a little bit better. How do you think these gangs got so violent in the first place? It was these gangs that came up after that hurricane from Central America, got retransplanted up here, who'd, who'd been experiencing nothing but brutality uh, from armies. And they brought that style of uh, warfare, gang warfare, and incorporated it into the gangs. <coughs> Some of these Latin American gangs taught the Crips and Bloods a few things through, through hard, through hard lessons, hard one, one lessons. They're brutal. They don't, uh, they don't, uh, they don't draw a short, a short uh, uh, deal. They go for the long haul. They'll kill you for looking wrong at them. <coughs> so you might want to really consider getting yourself a Kalashnikov rifle or uh, a 308 battle rifle and a good combat riot-type shotgun and a serious handgun of high quality and good manufacture, reliability factor that's been built in from years of experience. That's why I'm a great fan of the 1911-style handgun. It's been around 101 years. <laughs> Sorry about that coughing, folks. It's coming back again. You turn around and you look at what's been developed and built and designed on and improved upon, and why would you buy something brand new and fancy-schmancy when you can get solid, reliable, guaranteed? And if you're not mechanically inclined, then get a revolver. But all of you should get a Kalashnikov, some kind of AK. We still want to avoid those Wasser 10s from uh, Century International. Those still not, they haven't tightened that up. So stay away from those. Uh, you know, get yourself a Bulgarian, a Romanian, a Yugoslavian, an old Russian, a Chinese, if you can afford one. Uh, one of the Galani Galils in 223, if you, that's your flavor of cal caliber, that you've got some 223 ammo floating around. Uh, you know, if you can find a Volma, you know, hey, that's the finest uh, Klasnikov out there, but you're going to pay through the nose for it. What I'm saying, though, is, you know, you can, you can, uh, you, can you know, still for 500 bucks, find a Klasnikov. Take care of yourself. Enough ammo for it. Enough reasonable price magazines. Take care of your family. Provide some security. 
remember, we have to work on our, our beans, rice, and our bullets. Plenty of ammo, plenty of food. And when I, just, when, I, when I say beans and rice, I'm not just saying that's the only thing you put away. You know, I have my lion's share of beans is pinto beans because I like pinto beans. And I was able to buy those. They're, they're, they're produced more, so they have a lesser uh, overhead. They're, they're a, a better dollar cost value for the protein you get out of them, along with good old standard cow rose type white rice. But I buy other rice. I buy the jasmine and the basmati and uh, the different flavors and varieties of rice. We've talked about brown rice. Brown rice would be excellent. If you go to store brown rice, though, you've got to rotate it. You've got about a four-year shelf life. It starts to go rancid. So if you buy up enough brown rice at three years, you make a donation of what you've got. To, if you don't eat it up yourself, you make a donation of that to local food bank, and they'll cook it up and serve it right then and there. Nothing wrong with it. won't be bad for them. And then you replace. You keep rotating out your stock, and that's how you store brown rice. Um, you know, I'm talking about big old bowl of white rice with some pinto beans over. It is a complete uh, protein, and uh, and will keep the stomach full. Keep you from uh, keep you from uh, going going hungry while you're gathering up a deer or finding an elk or getting some ducks or, you know, getting your ducks in a row or whatever else uh, wild game you find in your area, turkeys. So you really need to, uh, you know, uh, pastas, okay? Pastas are, are you know, of, you know they have egg in them and they have milk product in some of them, so they don't store as long either. Egg noodles do not store but about four years. For most of your pastas, you can go 10 to 15 years on it if you vacuum pack it or store it in an oxygen, in a zero oxygen environment uh, with the oxygen uh, desiccant type absorbers in there or actually vacuum pack them. Um, and, uh, you know, I've said when you go to the grocery store and you're running down the bean aisle, you know, reach over and grab a couple of pounds in one-pound packages of navy beans, split peas, of lentils. You know, every every time you're in the grocery store for your main shopping, you can go shopping twice a month. Uh, you know, as you get your paycheck for the for the month, uh, you know, you, you you add those to to your larder, and then all of a sudden you open up a variety. And one day you're going to be saying, you know, you know, I've been buying all these little one and two pound packages of beans for the last year, and my gosh, I've got, I've got, you know, 500 pounds of other other legumes. Gee, my knees. I'm going to have to go get some more rice to go with those. Now all of a sudden you've got a really good supply of, of different uh, different things for your family. And remember. Store what you eat and eat what you store. And and we want to store these dried beans and these pastas and these rices because they store. So you need to learn to eat them. You need to get back to that kind of a diet. Get get away from this packaged processed foods anyway. The salts they use are just horrible for you. Uh, You know, they're all bleached chloride salts, which is just horrible for your blood pressure, 
Whereas if you use natural and organic salts, it lowers your blood pressure. Salt is not the enemy. It's the wrong salt that's the enemy. As long as you have the right salt, it's actually good for you. Store honey, especially local honey. You have a tablespoonful of local honey every morning. Your local bees have been into all the pollens. They've been into all of the, the, the briars and the tambles and the brushes and the whatever else. They've been into the poison oak, the poison ivy. You become immune. You build up your immune system because it's in the honey, and you consume it, and, you you, you know, you, you do a naturopathic uh, uh, <laughs> style of uh, inoculation. And that way you get the you get the benefit of all that work that those little honeybees have been out there doing. Um, side note, since we are talking about honey, I just did here, they've probably come across the reason for colony collapse disorder. They found there's a parasitical fly that's been brought in from somewhere that likes to lay its eggs. It's a little teeny fly, it's smaller than the bee, and it gets in on the on the on the abdomen of the bee and penetrates the bee's abdomen and lays its eggs. As the eggs start to develop and grow inside the bee, it attacks the bee's central nervous system and makes it go crazy. Then the bee leaves the hive and gets lost. <coughs> then the bee becomes, uh, you know, disoriented, dies, and the fly gets born. They get, the born, they get born from the carcass of the bee. So we'll have to find out where that little fly came from and find out a way to kill those so we can save our honeybees. Because <laughs> over 30% of our food crops in the United States are pollinated by honeybees. Without them, we lose most of the nuts, uh, all of the tree fruits, uh, a lot of other, a lot of other uh, grains and things like that get pollinated that way. So uh, we've got to be uh, we've got to be very very cautious about that and find out exactly what why these flies are out there. Just a side issue to be aware of. All right, I was going to talk about a movie tonight, and aside from its quote unquote entertainment value, it's very educational, extremely educational for those of you who are willing to sit there and. Pay attention with your eyes open. I suggest you watch it once for entertainment purposes without trying to get into all of everything you see in it. Not that you're not going to pick them up as you're watching it anyway. And then watch it again for educational purposes. And the movie's called Contagion. C-O-N-T-A-G-I-O-N. Contagion. And boy, does it have a list of who's who and actors, I'm telling you. Uh, yeah, it's got Matt Damon, Lawrence Fishburne, Jude Law, Gwyneth Paltrow, Kate Winslet, some uh, Swedish actress, uh, Marion Goddard. Uh, got a bunch of foreign actors, you know, probably are renowned in China and Hong Kong uh, in, their, in their respective countries, England and Casablanca and... Uh, uh, Abu Dhabi or wherever that is. Uh, it's even got uh, a little appearance by Elliot Gould. About, you know, they they dug in. They got all all these actors. It's a feel good. 
it's a film. It's the kind of movie these actors probably do. They probably did it for a little pay. They were willing to, you know, hop in and be a part of this because it's a propaganda piece. Go back to 1935, the U.S. Army Officers Manual, and in there it said to use movies and film for the purposes of propaganda, entertainment movies, not just a not just a documentary or some you know fact-based. This is the way it is uh, politics uh, story. No, 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 no. You actually make an entertaining film, and you incorporate your ideas in the entertaining film, and you show them in a fight in the movie, and then you turn around and you you you, you indoctrinate the audience. And uh, this movie, Contagion, is about an outbreak of the virus and how it gets spread around the world. What's really interesting about it is the unprecedented. Well, we'll talk about the, the contagion that's to come back after uh, uh, Mr. Cash here and uh, the top of our break here. This is uh, American Voice Radio, Survival Time, and I'm your host, Richard McGregor. We'll be back in about a long time. Run on for a long time. Sooner or later, we've got to cut you down. Sooner or later, we've got to cut you down. Go tell that long-tongued liar, go and tell that midnight rider, tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter, tell them that God's gonna cut them down, tell them that God's gonna cut them down. Well, my goodness gracious, let me tell you the news, my head's been wet with the midnight dew. I've been down on bended knees. Talking to the man from Galilee He spoke to me in a voice so sweet I thought I heard the shuffle of angels He called my name and my heart stood still When he said, John, go do my will Go tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut him down Tell him that God's gonna cut him down you can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, you've got to put you down. Sooner or later, you've got to put you down. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be depended on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free to air satellite system from AVR. The AVR system includes a receiver, an LMB, and a 75 centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541 541- Two two five four six five nine. That's five four one two two five four six five nine. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click the satellite system.
Americans for Immigration Control is a leading national organization dedicated to reasonable levels of legal immigration and effective enforcement to stop illegal immigration. With more than 250,000 members and supporters nationwide, we are an effective voice for immigration reform. AIC stands up in Washington for the views of most Americans on immigration. We are the leaders in stopping recent legislation to reward 10 million or more illegal aliens with legal status and eventual citizenship. The late Georgia Congressman Charlie Norwood had this to say about us. AIC has earned a reputation among members of Congress as one of the most active and responsive advocacy groups in the field of immigration. Join AIC today. For more information, go to our website, immigrationcontrol.com. That's immigrationcontrol.com or call 540-468-2023. That's 540-468-2023. In all situations, survival is your number one priority. That requires being tough and thinking smart. And the folks at Freeze-Dry Guy are going to help you do just that. They have a long-range patrol ration entrees, what they call the Brick Pack. When you're in survival mode, it is absolutely the best item for your survival pack or bug-out bag. You can go farther, faster, and carry more food with the LRP cold weather ration entrees. Not only do these long-lasting, durable entrees help sustain you or your family through the harshest environment or situation, they are by far the most delicious of their kind. No contest. Variety of tasty entrees, you can't beat the LRP Brick Packs. Let Freeze Dry Guy help you in your survival situations. Go to freezedryguy.com. That's freezedryguy.com. Or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. That's Holt and Antioxidants. The Mayo Clinic, the American Cancer Society, and others found ligands to be highly effective in preventing tumors and cancers. The shell of flaxseed contains the highest level of botanical ligands, which are powerful antioxidants and can boost your immune system. Ligands also help control free radical activity in the body, prevents hair loss while providing excellent nutritious fiber. The body uses mammalian lignans more effectively than botanical lignans, and good bacteria are required to convert them. Use Oxymex Organic Flax Hold Lignans and LB17 Live Probiotics together to achieve maximum benefits from their use. They will boost your immune system and improve digestive health. All of this will protect you from the seasonal colds and flu of winter. Call 905-339-2686 or go to Ozomex.com. That's O-S-U-M-E-X.com to order online or send an email to info at Ozomex.com. Talking to the man from Galilee 
He spoke to me in a voice so sweet. I thought I heard the shuffle of the angels. He called my name and my heart stood still. When he said, John, go do my will. Go tell that long-tongued liar. Go and tell that midnight rider. Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter. Tell him the God's gonna cut him down. Tell him the God's gonna cut him down. You can run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Run on for a long time. Throw your rock, hide your hand, working in the dark against your fellow man. But as sure as God made black and white, what's done in the dark will be brought to the light. You can run on for a long time, run on for a long time, run on for a long time. Sooner or later, gotta cut you down. Tell that long-tongued liar Go and tell that midnight rider Tell the rambler, the gambler, the backbiter Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down Tell him that God's gonna cut you down All right, this is Survival Time. This is the 5th of January, 2012. I'm your host, Richard McGregor, on American Voice Radio. 800-596-8191, 800-596-8191. 800-596-8191, 800-596-8191. All right, we were talking about the movie Contagion, and I was getting ready to go through some of the little, uh, some of the little things there. Unprecedented filming uh, access. These guys had full access to the Center for Disease Control in Atlanta, Georgia. The actual building, the actual premises. Uh, they were actually allowed to go in and see what the labs looked like so they could make their own labs for their own purposes. Suits were given to them to, to use in the filming. I mean, anything they needed, they were, they were it was like carte blanche. Same thing, they went to Geneva, Switzerland, to the World Health Organization and were given the same access there. The National Guards from three or four states uh, ponied up equipment. The Department of Defense uh, ponied up equipment. <laughs> Excuse me. Ponied up equipment, techniques, tech, uh, concepts, everything they needed. And um, it was just, it just one, you know, big giant piece of propaganda but the thing of it was inside of it it showed you what the government's going to do in a a situation when they have a a pandemic or an epidemic outbreak and here's the thing here's the rub let's just say it's not really an epidemic those of you remember back to the movie uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind when they needed to get up there to the Devil's Tower in Wyoming, they wanted to get everybody out of the way so they could do their little thing with the aliens. They had the spill of the of the of the uh, nerve gas off a rail car, which scared everybody out of the area. 
Well, let's say they invent. But first off, we know they have diseases. We know that this can be weaponized, bird flu, swine flu. They can release all, any of that. So they do a limited release and use that as an excuse to invoke martial law. Use that as an excuse to block the borders. And if you look in this movie, you'll see what happens when the panic occurs from the food shelves. If it really was a natural outbreak of some kind of virus or a terrorist uh, implementation of a virus, would you then want to go down to the store where everybody's hacking and coughing and touching everything, touching the doors and the, the grocery carts to try and get some food for your family? Or would you better rather have all your food, your plan already in place, your cleaning supplies, your your, your filter mask, your, your surgical mask, whatever, your, your, your own homemade biological suits made out of good, high-quality rubber uh, uh, final rain, rain suits and lots of duct tape, rubber gloves and gas masks with filters. Wouldn't you rather have that stuff already on hand, not, not, not try to figure it out? as everyone else is rushing to the same event, to the same same set of circumstances. You know, they were, they, the different actors do different things in the movie. And uh, Jude Law, I don't know about you, but I never really liked him. He, he's always, he does really good to be the bad guy. But what do they use him for in this movie? He's the blogger. He's the guy on the outside, on the Internet, who's trying to tell everybody, oh, it's a government conspiracy, it's this, it's that, it's whatever. But he turns out to be a dirtbag. They played him just perfect. So in this movie, the government god is great, and the Internet is bad, and anything you hear on the Internet, and homeopathic remedies are bad. You've got to get their drug, their synthesized inoculation when they get around to making it, wait your turn, and you you just need to get this film and and watch it for the educational value of how things will be, how they can control us in martial law when they shut things down. And, you know, there's there's some some redeeming uh, things in there. And uh, Kate Winslet's character, she's a research doctor, for the Center for Disease Control, and she's up at the ground zero of the United States trying to investigate and see where this thing started and blah, blah, blah. And so she's doing her thing. She's talking to the local county government officials, and, of course, they've got, a, they've got one of the government county people there, and she's all, who's going to pay for this, and blah, 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 the money issue. You know, we, we, need, we don't need to overreact, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Kate Winslet's character, she says, you know, they made a movie with a plastic shark that people stayed out of the water for years. Surgeon General puts a, a label on the side of a pack of cigarettes and smoking increases. People don't pay attention to warnings. She's right. But they do panic and fear over certain issues. In a movie, Jaws, propaganda for staying out of the water, it worked. Swimming dropped, beach resorts, uh, occupations dropped for two years. Uh, it, it was 
you know, a lot of people were pretty doggone mad at the, at the shark movies for a while while they were being made. So this Contagion movie, you know, needs to be seen in the light that it is. It's propaganda. And they have a cute little thing in there. Uh, if you want to go ahead and check out a website, it's, uh, it's in the credits. So if you're not a person that watches credits, you've missed this. It says, it's not if, but when. Get ready. And then it's www.takepart.com forward slash contagion. I haven't looked at that website myself yet. I haven't had an opportunity, but I can almost guarantee you what it is. It's, it's telling you to be ready. You know, mankind is monkeying with the earth, and, and we're going to... We're going to pollute it, you know. We're going to cause this. But yeah, man is causing these viruses. Mankind is causing these viruses. They've got plenty of labs where they work on this stuff. That's really poignant, too, because it shows them stockpiling this virus, putting it in one of their cryogenic freezing tanks right along with several other deadly viruses as they locked it into their little container. So, worth watching. Just out. It's a Warner Brothers picture. But it's got money from all over the place. In fact, it has ones called uh, a movie company. One of the one of the partners is uh, Mega Nation from Abu Dhabi. Yes, that's over there in the Arab Emirates. And another company is Participant. Sounds like a good bunch of uh, One World, New Order kind of people. Uh, of course, uh, Warner Brothers is the, is the is the main label. You'll find it here under the United States. So, uh, might want to go ahead and take a look at that film. 2011 film. So, uh, it's like I say, it's 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 fresh out on DVD. In fact, the Blu-ray comes with both a uh, Blu-ray DVD and a regular DVD, so you got both. So definitely, uh, we'll be entertained and educated. And the education is the is the part that uh, you want to watch that movie for. All right, let's talk a little bit tonight about uh, fire. Fire is an extremely important in a survival situation. You need fire to stay warm, to cook your food, emergency signaling, uh, medical emergency for sterilization. I mean, fire is just, boy, I'll tell you, it's just just critical, just absolutely critical. And one of the things you need to do for fire starting, we've talked about saving your dryer lamp. Well, you might want to make yourself some, some, if you can't buy them, they do sell them, these uh, little wax blocks fire starters. For those of you who are you know, not so inclined to do home projects and things like that, you can, you can buy these pre-done from uh, camping supplies and find them in different locations from time to time. I've even at some of the canned food warehouse outlets. Found, uh, found them in the past where they're actually like a giant match. You get like eight of them in a box, the size of big box kitchen matches. And they're big suckers with a match head on the end of it. You break them off, and you strike them, and it lights itself, and you throw it in there, and you start a fire. Well, what that is is paraffin wax and sawdust, for the most part. Uh, 
and what you can do, because you can get yourself <coughs> some candle wax. <coughs> Get yourself some candle wax. Get yourself some couple of cups of sawdust. Um, take your dryer lid. Now you take and get yourself a, a baking pan. You line your baking pan with some aluminum foil. You put it on the stove so it'll get warm, stay warm. <coughs> Go to some thrift store and get yourself a cheap aluminum uh, saucepan or metal bowl and sit there and melt your candle wax into that and take your dryer lint and chop it up real fine get the scissors out and cut it up real fine make a big mess of that and put that in with your with your melted candle wax and then pour in your sawdust and stir it in and stir it in until you get this real thick putty consistency but it's still melted. You take and you pour that into your baking sheet, about an inch deep, and then as it starts to congeal, take it off the stove, and as it starts to cool, but yet it's still going to have like a little soft, feel like it's got a little hardening in the crust on the top, and it's starting to cool. You take the little birthday candles, and you stick them in at an angle, where you just got a little bit of the top and the, and, and the wick sticking out. So you've got them like at a 45-degree, you know, cross, cross, like almost like a half an X, but at a, at a downward angle, so that you're making basically the length of that candle at an angle. So you're, what you're going to do is you're going to put them throughout the whole baking sheet, and I put them all the same way so that it gives me uniformity. And what I'm trying to do is to get about an inch, by an inch and a quarter or an inch and a half and an inch deep, little block. But now I've got my candles in there. Then I take and stick it in the freezer, congeal it, give it hard. And you take them out and you dump them. You flip them back open. You take your, your razor knife out and you cut them. Now you've got each one of these little blocks with this little piece of candle sticking out on one end of the wick. You like that, set that down in, in amongst your tender. You've got a really wet little area that'll catch on fire. It'll start to burn. Sawdust will catch. A little dryer lint will help it along. It'll have air air volume from the dryer lint. It'll start to get hot. And you've got your little teeny twigs. So there's your there's your own homemade wax fire starting blocks. Now, what I'm going to tell you here is where most people fail on building a fire is preparation. Preparation is 95% of a good fire. Having enough material on hand of the appropriate size to get the fire going. And I tell you, I can take a completely soaked, wet environment and start a fire in about 10 minutes with proper preparation. And that, that's, you know, breaking down the wood, opening up some of the twigs so that I've got dry material to the inside and getting an appropriate small amount of something to start the fire with. And you build upon the heat 
You start small and you build up. You don't try to go too big too fast. That's where the failure occurs. But have lots of little twigs. The wetter the environment, the more little twigs you've got to have. And it's got to be opened up. And then you start to dry out your bigger pieces by having it close up to that little fire as you're building and stoking it with the small twigs because you want to continue to build that heat. You want to dry out your next larger size material. And as you've got the next larger size material drying out, you can start adding it in. Now you're increasing the fuel load. You're increasing the heat. Now you're increasing the ability to dry out more wet wood. But even if you're in a dry environment, you still need preparation. You still need enough fuel to get the fire going, to get it to build up to that critical so that the next time you put the next piece of twig or stick on there. Now, you're in a survival situation. You don't want a raging giant fire, so you want to build most of your fire on small wood. You don't even want to use anything that's, you know, two inches in diameter. <coughs> More of a twig fire. We've talked about the hobo stove in the past, where you take a number 10 can and you poke some holes around the top of it with a, with a you know, a standard type uh, old-style uh, can opener. And you open up an uh, opening in the bottom to stoke it to feed it. And that gives you a lot of heat for, twi uh, for twigs. Boil water. You can cook right on the top of the, of the, of the can. Use it like a griddle. Uh, you cook birds, you know, breast meat off the birds, fish, right there on the top of it. There are many things you can do with, with a, a number 10 can, especially in, in, in the, the hobo stove. So you don't need to go out and spend the $80 on a peak one if you don't have that kind of money right now. You know, you can always find twigs to build a little fire out there in the wilderness. So preparation, appropriate materials for starting, plenty of ignition sources. We want matches. We want kitchen matches to strike anywheres. You've taken melt wax and you, you dip the head of the match in that, so now you've made your own waterproof match. If you're in a store, where it's a restaurant or someplace, where they still give away book matches, it's getting harder to find. So I've got two places. Every time I go in there, I reach in there to a little box, and I grab three or four books of, of you know, I give them away, I'm going to take them. And I put them in little plastic bags, little mini Ziploc bags, and I put them in my different kits. Uh, big lighters. I love big lighters. Uh, remember to put them in a, in, a, in, a, in a container or wrap them up in such a way that the button doesn't get pushed and you lose all your gas out of them when they're in your pack or your bag. Prescription bottles, long, tall prescription bottles are great for putting big lighters down in. Remember to always stuff them with some more matches or something to keep them from rattling. Um, fire starters, flint and steel, magnesium blocks, these are all good things to have. And, uh, and learning how to, to literally rub two sticks together, how to make a, 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 a fire starting kit out of, out of uh, you know, out of a, you make like a bow, called a bow, it's a stick with a string on it that you can loop around and put over a, a round piece of stick and then you put a handle on and you have a starting block on the bottom and you just sit there and 
spin it back and forth, and we build up uh, friction, and you start a fire. It works. It takes a lot of energy and, you know, a little bit of, little bit of to do it, but you can do it. It does work. But it's a lot nicer to be able to just reach over and strike a match or flick a lighter. And I'm not opposed to Zippo lighters, although they don't last as long uh, with their fuel and they're not as, and they're, you have to keep, keep fuel to refuel them. But they do have their point and their place in, in, in life. So you definitely want to be sure that you've got plenty of materials for starting fire and lots of matches. You need to go out and find some place in your area that is still selling the Strike Anywhere kitchen matches. Now remember when you break down your match boxes, after you've used all your matches and you've put them in your, your prescription bottles and you've made your own waterproof matches, take some of the striker material. Don't throw it away. Cut it up and glue it to the inside cap of the prescription bottle or stick a long piece of it down inside the prescription bottle with the matches. Even if there's Strike Anywhere, that's still handy material to have some of, just in case. If you're going to put away small boxes of matches, wooden matches, they definitely you do have to have the striker material. There's nothing wrong with keeping striker material in a, in a, you know, the old plastic film cans, 35 millimeter film cans. You can make uh, make really nice uh, waterproof match boxes out of them. Sometimes you have to trim some of the matches, but uh, you know, you do what you got to do. You make it work, and you use resources that you know you can you can still acquire at uh, reasonable reasonable cost uh, for free. A lot of times, there's still some people who use 35 millimeter film. Go down to a film processing place and ask them, can you still have, can you get some of the old film cans? Do they have any? Well, they give you a box full of them. They're good for other things too, by the way. <clears throat> Make little fishing kits out of them. You can do all kinds of stuff. It's always great to have little containers, especially ones that are waterproof, and those are waterproof. And it would snap on those things really good and tight. <laughs> all right. We're going to talk some about... Um, Firearms here in the next half hour. And I'll be here in a few minutes. Still got uh, still got a little time here to, to kill on this this end of the show. Um, I hope you all are uh, are doing better this year, and may God uh, be with you and your family. And hope you had a had a good New Year's and uh, other holidays if you if you do participate in those. We're good to you. Uh, you got what you wanted to get. You were looking to get something. And uh, those of you who uh, take care of business on your own like that and don't necessarily participate in those, uh, go out and buy yourself your own present anyway. Get yourself your, your AK if you don't have one. Get yourself your handgun. Get yourself a good quality knife, a good backpack, good sleeping bag. Boots. You can never say too much about boots. Do not cut corners on boots and socks. Spend the money. Get good foot powder. Get to buy a, a supply of moleskin. Um, be prepared to learn how to take care of blisters. 
feet are absolutely critical. And a good pair of leather boots, plenty of polish for those boots, uh, and a good brush to clean them with, and take care of them. Oil them up. Get them, get them nice and polished and keep them polished. Keep them, keep them alive. Don't let them dry out. That's the way boots and shoes last. That's why you can get, you can get 10 or 15 years out of a pair of logging boots. And you want boots that are going to last in the wilderness. You want double, double heel and double toe. That way you've got something that's going to, going to be there. You, know, you can go out and pay 60 or $70 for a pair of army boots at the, at the local uh, surplus store, but look at them. They're not resolable. Most of them aren't. And the leather's not that dense and not that thick. Doesn't last very long. And the new desert boots, you can't polish them. Can't really treat them very well. They're not designed for that purpose. <clears throat> you want something that's going to last. So you need a, a smooth finish uh, or a close crop left cut that you can polish so that you can uh, keep your boots alive. Because uh, you, you don't have food supply. Well, these army guys uh, tears up a boot, gets a rip in the leather, the sole gets uh, comes loose. He just takes that pair down and says, I need another pair of boots. And they go, okay, here. You don't have that. You're going to, you know, you, you're going to come to the party with what you've got. What's in your cupboard? What's in your closet? That's how you're going to the party. So, you know, take care of that. Optimally, in your traveling outfit, in your rolling stock, in your rolling gear, you've got two pairs of boots. And we are talking in advanced, you know, that uh, if you could rotate your boots, wear them every other day, give them a chance to dry out, that's better for your feet, that's better for your boots. And in that case, maybe a shorter, lower profile, less expensive pair of boots for the second pair of boots is acceptable. But still, you want to spend some money and get some decent, decent footbed and a decent sole. Be sure to be sure to take care of your feet and clothing. Today we are uh, American, uh, you know, survival time here. We we recommend Carhartt pants. They don't have stock and they're not a sponsor, but by gosh, they're they're tough. They're tough. The standard original khaki brown, uh, double knee, double seat. Uh, you know. I've got a pair that's 10 years old, and they're still still moving on, still taking it. I've seen guys with them 15 years old, uh, you know, the knees starting to be wore out, frayed around the cuff, and they're still wearing them because they're just good pants. They last. They'll hold up for you. Then you get yourself a camouflage shirt of your flavor of variety for the top. And, you know, get yourself a wool sweater. And a polypropylene long john top. It'll be more warm that way. Trust me. If you can afford a Cortex Parka, then by all means, they're worth their weight and they're worth the cost. All 
right. There is uh, Mr. Klain. We'll go let you listen to that. And uh, we'll be back here at about uh, 5. This is Survival Time. I'm your host, Richard McGregor. It's 5 January 2012. It's coming down. It's coming down. World order. Training armies on our ground. Soldiers dressed in black and blue. The crosshairs of their guns at the end. Way up in Idaho. No desire was only to be left. In all situations, survival is your number one priority. That requires being tough and thinking smart. And the folks at Freeze-Dry Guy are going to help you do just that. They have a long-range patrol ration entrees, what they call the Brick Pack. When you're in survival mode, it is absolutely the best item for your survival pack or bug-out bag. You can go farther, faster, and carry more food with the LRP cold weather ration entrees. Not only do these long-lasting, durable entrees help sustain you or your family through the harshest environment or situation, they are by far the most delicious of their kind. No contest. With a variety of tasty entrees, you can't beat the LRP Brick Packs. Let Freeze Dry Guy help you in your survival situations. Go to FreezeDryGuy.com. That's FreezeDryGuy.com. Or call 866-404-3663. That's 866-404-FOOD. Pandemics will be a part of our future. The question is, how do we protect ourselves? Are you willing to put your trust in an untested vaccine hoping it kills mutating viruses? Remember, in 1976, health officials tried to inoculate Americans with swine flu, and there was a 300% death rate in those inoculated, and millions were paid out in damages. God gave you a sophisticated immune system, and in times of need, you can make it 10 times stronger. So there's no need to panic. Just get prepared. Call Apothecary Herbs to order your upgraded pandemic kit. You will have eight professional strength formulas offering broad-spectrum immune-boosting protection. Take a stand, have a plan, have peace, and request your pandemic kit today. Or take your chances with the bad boys. Call Apothecary Herbs toll-free, 866-229-3663, or online, thepowerherbs.com. What makes deep sea salt from France so different? Up from the ocean depths in the south of France flow undersea rivers of pristine sea water. At high tide, the prepared salt ponds are filled with this water. Over spring and summer, processed only by ocean breezes and sunshine, the brine thickens and salt crystals float to the top. These are harvested with nets and deposited on wooden drainage flats to dry. The salt is then gathered up, packaged, and shipped around the world. This salt is much more than a box of glyphosodium chloride. 
Soldiers worth their salt were once paid with this valuable commodity. It contains 78 to 84 balancing elements. This is living salt, and once you have tasted it, you will never go back to anything else. I've seen this salt in gourmet shops for $30 a pound. Get it now at 4spectrum.us for under $8 a pound. Order 10 pounds and enter the coupon code AVRSALT at checkout and save $20. Ships free to your door or call 800-581-8906. Order today. Countries have denied Internet access for their people during civil strife. The FCC seized in-use commercial shortwave frequencies right after the September 11th attacks. No one communication system can be dependent on to be there when you need information. You need choices. You need a KU band free-to-air satellite system from ABR. The ABR system includes a receiver, an LNB, and a 75-centimeter dish. All you need to get on your own is the coaxial cable. The system is delivered to your door for $149.99. That's right, delivered for $149.99. That's the shipping and the system, $149.99. Call 541-225-4659. That's 541-225-4659. Or visit AmericanVoiceRadio.com and click Satellite System. They train upon American soil. They hide and sneak around like snakes that slither in coil. Turn their heads complacently. Federal income tax goes up to fund this All right, we don't want to be funding any journey. All right, folks, this is Survival Time. I am your host, Richard McGregor. This is the last half-hour segment of the show for 5 January 2012. And I hope you're doing well. I hope you're enjoying the show tonight. 
and may God uh, be with you and his grace and peace be upon you. All right, uh, we're going to talk about uh, firearms acquisition tonight in the, in, the, in, the, in the gun department, in the gun section. How do you get a firearm? All right, well, the standard normal quote-unquote lawful legal procedure within the realm of the, of the modern-day society in, in America, and it varies from state to state, but the general rule is <clears throat> you have manufacturers, importers, distributors. And through that series, you have then dealers who acquire a federal firearms license. They pay uh, a fee and get the license for a three-year period. It gets up to $500 now. There was a time when it was only $30 for three years. But then they decided to raise it. I'm used to a guy could pretty much have a federal firearms license out of his uh, out of his little uh, carport shop, and now they've got it where you've got a it's more restrictive on your you know. So they what they did is they did away with about 250,000 part-time federal licensed firearms guys because they wanted more control over it. So now you've got more less less guys with licenses, so it's more regulated. Of course, with regulation comes prices in, price increases, less competition. So you've got to really shop around if you're going to try to find a good price on a firearm. And I will be honest with you, the firearms industry is unlike anything else. It is the least profitable on markup of product. Uh, and I just I try to figure out how that works. If you've got the federal firearms license, they don't always want to seem to give you the best break. I mean, uh, in other industries, well, like say in the clothing industry, like the JC JC Penney's. You walk into JC Penney and there's a shirt for twenty five dollars. JC Penney paid five dollars for that shirt. You see, they've got their advertising, their employees, the building, the overhead, that cost for the mall, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And they've got to they've got to sell quite a few shirts to, to keep up with the profit margin so that they become profitable. But, you know, when they get down to the end of the season, they don't, now they got some left over, they'll, they'll, they'll blow them out for $5. And you say, how can they afford to do that? Well, they're recovering the money they actually had into the shirt. They are taking the loss on all the other operating expenses. But they figure if we had 10,000 of those shirts, and we sold 9,500 of them, and we blow out 500 for the, you know, they, they made up the difference on the others. Ammunition didn't work like that. Ammo wholesale might be $10, and the guy in the gun shop can maybe get 12 for it. So you see, his markup and his profitability is very tight. So it's a little harder to, and, and, and most firearms are about a $25 to $75 markup, depending on the firearm. So where a guy uh, with an FFL and a fixed gun shop makes it up is on accessories and on used guns. You know, buying low and selling at a reasonably, not at max retail or high price, but a higher price, than you know, maybe make $100 off of a gun. And if you think a guy's done that, you know, you might not really, if you don't, 
if you're not in business, if you work for somebody, you don't understand the cost. If you've never really studied out what it takes to run a business, you really need to think about that. The guy's not, you know, well, he's making $100 off of that. He's ripping me off. No, no, he's not ripping you off. He's got insurance. He's got ads in the phone book that cost him money. You know, and he's got expenses. He's got to take it out of that. You know, if he made 20 bucks off of a $100 markup, he was lucky. So it, it's a tough, tough business. It really is. So I've always advocated that you support your local gun shop as much as you can to keep them there. Because you're not going to keep used guns at Walmart or at Sportsman's Warehouse. They only sell new stuff. But you need to keep your local gun shop for the supply of used guns to circulate through. You need to keep your gun shows so that, you know, you can go get the deal every once in a while for yourself because the guy will be wanting to sell his gun and he won't necessarily want to sell it to a dealer because the dealer's not going to want to give him as much for it as he can get from you. You know, he'll give it to you for a little less money than you can pick it up from the dealer, but he's going to get more money than the dealer will give him, so, you know, everybody wins on a deal like that. And it keeps the... It keeps things flowing. It keeps the economy going in that in the gun world. Okay? So, the basic way to acquire firearms is you go down to a federally licensed dealer, find the firearm in question, fill out the form 4473. <laughs> Commonly referred to as the yellow form. Fill it out, answer all the questions on it accordingly, as they're supposed to be answered. You pay your money. Some states require background checks, instant background checks. Some require you to have a waiting period. So you go through your state rules. Then for the appropriate time, if it's an instant background check, uh, like in Oregon, they charge $10 for that. Um... In, if you get cleared right then and there, and typically most people get cleared right away. Sometimes there's a glitch, and uh, you might have to wait a few days for it to get cleared for whatever reason. They do your background check. You get approved. They say you can have it. You pick up the firearm, you give them the money, and you cut your weapon. Now that goes, you know, through, through, the, through the dealers. You have to be 18 for a rifle and 21 for a handgun. Now, here's a trick. You're out buying ammunition. Say, you, you know, you get given a handgun at 18. You get given a 45. And you want to go, well, I was 17 in the Navy, and I bought one off of a guy that worked in the, in, in the, in the range at Great Lakes, Illinois. And uh, it, it was a civilian 45, of course. It wasn't a military one. I bought it from him. So I was 17. Not a private party deal. You know, it wasn't illegal for me to have it. I just couldn't go into a gun shop and buy one until I was 21. So, his philosophy, he knew I was 17. He said, you're old enough to be in the Navy to go to war and die for your country. You're old enough to buy a handgun. And I, I agreed with him. That was my philosophy at the time. And now, how did I buy ammunition? Because they won't sell you handgun ammunition. So you're 21. Ah, 
sell your rifle ammunition at 18. And so any time after I turned 18 that I wanted ammunition for my 45, I just went in and told them I had my Thompson, a semi-auto Thompson, which shot 45 ACP. And since I was buying rifle ammunition, they'd sell it to me. There's a loophole. Like if you go to a Walmart and you buy a box of 22, is customer over 18, 18 or 21, blah, blah, blah. Is it for a rifle or a handgun? And if you say you're 18 and you say it's for a handgun, the computer will deny you to sell. But if you say, yeah, you're 18 or 19 and it's for a rifle, you'll get it. So you can do that with any cartridge that is used dually for a rifle and pistol. You just tell them you have a carbine that shoots that caliber. And you can buy your pistol ammunition. And there's quite a few carbines out there in 40 Smith and Wesson and 9 millimeter and 45 ACP that you can do that with. So you can you can you can work your way around that that system by knowing those knowing that that to do that. Now here's what some people do. I'm not advocating this, but some people don't want to lie under any circumstance, to anybody. They believe in not being deceptive uh, straight up by lying. But they want to buy handguns. They want to buy what they want, a new new handgun or a new rifle. They want something specific. They can't get it in a secondary or used market, and they don't want to admit that they own it. But it's going to show that they did buy it. So what do they do? They find someone, and I've seen this happen before, where they find another person who wants the same gun or a similar gun. And the one guy will buy the gun for the other guy. And in, in most cases, it's two identical guns. They'll each buy one of the guns. Then they'll swap them. So then they can honestly say, oh, no, I got rid of that gun. I, 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 or they'll sell it for a dollar. So in their mind, they could actually sit down and be put on a polygraph and not be showing deceptive or lying. Like it shows, I sold it. I sold it to a guy. I didn't get his information. Uh, or I did get his information. I wrote it down on a three-by-five card, and I lost it. So then they had the same weapon they wanted, just a different serial number, not the one they signed for. The problem with this is you got to make sure that the people you're doing this with are reputable. <laughs> And they're not going to take that firearm out and use it in a criminal act or sell it to some drug dealer. Because then your name's attached to it in that respect. Of course, you can always, you know, disavow knowledge. Uh, you know, you can still say you sold it, which you did. You got rid of it. You don't have to say you swapped it for an identical weapon from the party that uh, wound up selling it to the whoever. So that's another way that people get firearms that reduce their traceability to them. The other way <laughs> Sorry about this folks. The other way is to go to a gun show in a state where they don't require you to go through a background check. Now see in Oregon anytime twenty five or more guns are present at a location that's considered a gun show and they have to be sold through, they have to go through the background check, transfer. However, if you're in the parking lot, 
you know, it's two private people meeting, and they, they sell a gun. Uh, local little nickel papers and, and uh, bargain papers. and Some newspapers actually won't let you advertise to sell firearms, <coughs> which is a shame. It's a shame that the Craigslist won't let you put a firearm up there. Of course, you know they won't. They should let the local jurisdiction, if it's legal to sell it in your area, then that, that should be the determining factor, not what they think of down in the Bay Area uh, of California. Well, we know what they do down there anyway. We know what kind of uh, weirdos there are, fruits and nuts in that area. Anyway, um, so you get local advertisements, local nickel, bargain paper. problem with pawn shops is they still have to go, they have federal firearms licenses, so you're still registered to sell. <laughs> you're still registered to sell at a pawn shop. But I've actually known people that actually hover around pawn shops. Get caught doing that, though, you can really tip the wrong guy off. But I know a guy who used to hover around pawn shops, one that was pretty active with guns, and he was very, very judicious, and he would always siphon off. He wouldn't try to get every gun that would go through the door, but especially if he saw three headed for the door, he'd try to pick the one he wanted in the guy's hand and pull him off to the side and say, are you going to sell it or pawn it? He'd wind up uh, a lot of times picking up a gun for a lot, lot, lot less price right there outside the door. Like I say, there's an inherent risk with doing that. Uh, you really can tick off a guy that's got a business like that. And it can cause you problems. So I don't recommend that. It's just a, just a side note of the way that, to do it. So let's say you get yourself a private party advertised in a local paper. They've got a firearm for sale, and you make a deal, and you meet with them, and you buy it. Now, I do recommend that if you're selling firearms yourself, never have anybody come to your home. Think about that. You advertise a firearm for sale. Let the guy come into your home. Let's say he does buy that one from you. But he knows now you're a gun owner. He's going to come back. He's he's, he's cased you if he's a nefarious kind of guy. So he comes and looks at it and he decides not to buy it. That's even more disconcerting. I uh, have a a pistol range nearby and a rifle range. When I want to exchange a firearm, when I want to sell one, I meet people at one of those locations. First off, it's natural for me to be pulling a gun out of my trunk at a rifle range. It's natural for me to put pulling a gun out of a pistol box at a pistol range. There's no cop driving by. He isn't even going to think twice about it. Oh, it's the gun range. I'm supposed to have a gun at the gun range. And so I'm not meeting in the parking lot of Walmart or Safeway. You know, or somebody sees it, well, this guy's got a gun in the parking lot. Now you're going to have a SWAT team down on your butt. Whole completely different thing. So you got to be careful where you pick to do your firearms exchange and trade. And so you pick the rifle range, you pick the pistol range, and that's where you do it. That's where you do your, your, your swapping. Uh, as a secondary, on a weekend, I, you know, I, had a, I did a deal at a, at a gun show. Guy didn't have the cash. So I took the rifle, and he was going to meet me, and 
we met in the parking lot of the gun store. The gun store was closed, but I figured that's a little more natural than doing it in front of Safeway, especially after some of the incidents that have happened in parking lots. You just don't want to. You just don't want to risk it. <clears throat> now, back in the day, when I had a license, sold a lot of firearms. I was really selling the AKs back when they first came in the Chinese AKs, when you could sell them for $190 and make a living off of selling them at that price. And they come with all kinds of accessories. I had a, uh, I had a van, and uh, it was, you know, a camping van. And I would meet people wherever, and we would get in the van. And I would let them look at it and pause and open up the box and do anything they wanted to and, you know, check it out, and collect the money and get them to fill out the yellow form and uh, pack it back up and wrap it up. And, you know, it would be parked right next to their vehicle and they'd open their trunk and we'd, you know, slide it out from the, from the van and put it right in the trunk and off they went. So you've you got to be careful. You know, you just don't want to... You know, even though you're legal, that was completely legal dealings I was doing. Everything was licensed and above board, and, and uh, uh, yellow form was being filled out. And uh, that was before there was a background check in California on rifles, so you could you could sell them the same day. And uh, you know, that was just the, that was just the way I did that. Well, we're we're out of time. We'll have to talk about this uh, uh, in a future show a little bit more about how to acquire firearms and what the, what the rules are in the different areas. I do want to thank you for listening to the show. This is Survival Time. I am your host, Richard McGregor. Remember, beans, rice, and bullets. God bless. Until next time. I live back in the woods, you see. A woman and a kid and the dog and the And a four-wheel drive and a country boy can survive. Country folk can survive. All day long I can catch catfish from dusk till dawn. Studies have shown that the farm soil we get our vegetables from is dead, meaning it is depleted of minerals. Sulfur is a mineral. Sulfur has been depleted from the soil, which means most people have been depleted of sulfur. Sulfur has been found to transport oxygen throughout the body. You need oxygen. You need organic sulfur. American Voice Radio Network has organic sulfur. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com and then to the Superstore to order your organic sulfur. It's your choice. Do you want to feel better or not? Don't forget to tune in to the Sulfur Hour Plus One on AmericanVoiceRadio.com, Thursdays, 6 p.m. Pacific. Thing.
things in this world are more important than clean, pure water. Understanding this, ABR makes four tabletop water distillers available to you for purchase. First, we have the five and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $139. The second is a five and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $189. The third is a three and a half hour per gallon with polycarbonate collection jug for $189. And our premier tabletop distiller is a three and a half hour per gallon with glass collection jug for $250. All our distillers have a stainless steel boiling pot, dome, and cooling tubes. And the premier version also has a splash flap to protect against contamination of the cooling tubes. Go to AmericanVoiceRadio.com for more information and protect your water supply.
All right, good afternoon, all. This is the Frank Report. I'm your host, Francis Stephan. You're listening right here on American Voice Radio Network. It is January 2nd, 2015, and it is Friday. Oh, it's about seven minutes afternoon out here on the Pacific Time Coast. If all that's true where you're at, we are, in fact, live, which means you can call in. Although today I've got a full plate. I've got a lot of stuff to get to. Let me tell you, man, this is a busy news day, lots of things to talk about. And uh, so we'll just get started. Go to theamericanvoice.com or americanvoiceradio.com. That's where you can participate in the show also in the chat room. Go there over on the left-hand side. Scroll down a little bit. You'll see the chat link. Click it. Follow the instructions, get on in there, participate in the show, talk with the other folks in there, make some friends, you know, communicate. Check up your communication skills, huh? Because you need to get out there and start talking to people about the things you know that they don't know. You can't expect these people to act any different while they live in ignorance, okay? And it may be a willful ignorance, but nevertheless, it's ignorance all the same. And you can't expect people to act smart when they're ignorant. you got to help them out. So that's your job. you got to do that. That's what you ought to be doing for 2015. Anyway, let's get to some news. I've got uh, something here I want to get to, and it all leads into something. All tied together. You've heard me mention the race daters, Al Sharpton, Jesse Jackson, and I always include the lunatic. Louis Farrakhan, right? Well, here's something about old Louis. Just 28 days before two New York police officers were gunned down in supposed retaliation for the deaths of Michael Brown and Eric Gardner, Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan called for violent retaliation against white police. Now, there is some question whether this assassination, because this wasn't gunned down, these cops were not gunned down in a shootout, okay? They were assassinated. It was the sniper who assassinated them. There is some question whether these cops were involved in illicit drug commerce. And a deal went bad, and they were eliminated. You don't screw the drug cartels over whether you're a cop or not. They don't care. It's just business, baby. Don't take it personally. They're real about that. So, you know, who knows if it was in retaliation or not, but nevertheless, old Louis took it, uh, you know. Uh, anyway, as long as they, white police, kill us and go to Wendy's and have a burger and go to sleep, they'll keep killing us, Farrakhan ranted. But when we die and they die, then soon we're going to sit at a table and talk about it. You know, I really cannot argue with what, Farrakhan is saying here. You know, honestly, you know, look, when you're right, you're right. I don't care if you're a raven lunatic. When you're right, you're right. Just because you're crazy and you're a race baiting bigot doesn't mean you can't be right. And in this case, Louis Farrakhan is right, other than it isn't just white police, which we'll get to in a moment. All right? He says, we're tired. We want some of this earth, or we'll tear this GD country up. Well, you know what? You want some of this earth? 
Your earth is over in Africa. Go back over there. Go claim that place. Man, you know, do you realize if if a group of people would simply go one of these African nations and purge the corrupt government and set up a, a government, do you realize in just a couple of generations how rich and prosperous they would be? I mean, Africa is teeming with natural resources. You can grow things. I mean, the climate is great. You know, I, I mean, really, you could be in just a couple of generations probably one of the richest countries on the planet. I mean, look at what, look at what the, uh, the, the white settlers did in South Africa. They built that country up to one of the richest nations on the, on the planet. And it's small and tiny and all that stuff, and it's in Africa. But, man, I'm telling you, South Africa was cooking for a while, but now, of course, it's in disarray and in shambles because, well, the white minority was displaced by the black majority, and now they're running it their way, which is into the ground. You know, that may be the African way, but I'm telling you, Louis Farrakhan may be a race-baiting bigot, but you know what? He's not stupid. This is a well-educated man, and there's a lot of well-educated blacks in this country. They could go to an African nation, and they could turn it into one of the most prosperous places on the earth if they chose to, but they don't, okay? Look, that's what Western Europeans decided to do. Hey, they didn't like how things were going in England. They were being abused by the crown, and they didn't like it. They were being religiously persecuted, socially persecuted. They didn't like it. So you know what they did? They got on boats, and they went somewhere else to start a new life. Hey. People back east couldn't get jobs, couldn't make a living, couldn't get ahead, didn't have any opportunities because why? Well, the ruling classes controlled everything on the East Coast. So what did they did? They got in wagons and they headed west. Go west, young man. And they started a new life and built the west up to be prosperous. That's how you do things. You don't sit in a corner, curled up in a ball, whine and cry and uh, beat up everybody who comes near you because you're pissed off because you're a loser. And that's what the black community has been taught to do, not by guys like Louis Farrakhan. i got to say, this guy is a little more action-oriented than Al Sharpton and, uh, you know, uh, Jesse Jackson, who really, you know, you need to cry, you need to get mad, you need to want more welfare, you need to want more free stuff. Come on, come on. Want to be a better taken care of slave? That's what Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton want for the black community. They want them well cared for slaves. Louis Farrakhan seems to be a little bit more on the action oriented. Hey man, let's do something about this sort of thing. I don't. I really can't argue with his thing because I mean, when he says, "When we die and they die." then soon we're going to sit down at a table and talk about it. Yeah, that's what usually happens when people go to war. You know, you go to war for a while, you kill each other for a while, and everybody gets tired of it after a while. And you sit down and you negotiate a peace. Sometimes that's the only way, and Louis Farrakhan is right. Now, uh, Farrakhan was speaking at a taxpayer-funded Morgan State University in Baltimore, 
and he cited the law of retaliation in both the Bible and the Muslim Quran. Of course, the Bible, he's, you know, he's using the Old Testament, which is fine. Um, he called white people crackers and said in his two-hour-long speech, they, no, an explosion is going to come. Now, you see, this is, the, this is the, I could really learn to respect Louis Farrakhan if he would get off the race bait and bigotry. But, like I said, Louis Farrakhan is not stupid. He's a well-educated, intelligent man. And I don't, uh, you know what, I don't think he is the racist myself. I think he uses the race card to incite his sheeple, the black community sheeple, because he knows that's what they need to get excited. They need their boogeyman, and their boogeyman is the white guy. They're no different than you. You got to always have a boogeyman, too. Who is it today? North Korea, the Iranians? What? Well, who's it going to be tomorrow? There's always some boogeyman out there that you got to rally the troops around, right? And Farrakhan's doing the same thing, man. He's just saying, yeah, white crackers, you know, and he uses these words, these inflammatory uh, racial slurs, you know, to get them all excited. But his message is quite different than Jesse Jackson and Al Sharpton. If you if you listen to it or read it anyway, says they, meaning white, know an explosion is going to come. Leaders are the worst. He's absolutely right. The leaders are the worst because they're not supposed to be leaders. They're supposed to be representatives, but they're acting like they're leaders. They are corrupt, immoral, disgusting creatures. But. Tonight, Ferguson, everyone is on edge. White folks ain't never been on edge after they killed a black man. Tonight, they're on edge. So on edge that our president has come from behind the curtain to ask black young people to cool it. Well, see, here's the bad thing about Louis enticing his 13% of the population that ain't even all going to follow him. But let's say 5% do. Uh, you will be crushed and killed if you get too out of hand by the white majority. You know, if you you see this is the this is always the mistake people make. Now Americans are inherently lazy. All right? Americans are inherently self centered. Okay, just always has been. It's not just a new thing. It's always been that way. Americans just want to go about their business and be left alone. And I mean white Americans. And for the most part, I think the majority of the black community, I think the radical race bait and bigots are a minority in the black community. And everybody else just goes along with it because they got to. Plus, everybody has this inherent herd mentality. So, you know, the strong ones with the big mouths, you know, they're out there race baiting and doing all this other stuff. Well, the, the, the meek, ignorant sheep, are going to follow them because, you know, they don't know what else to do. That's the thing about sheep. They need somebody to lead them around or else they'll die. They don't know what to do. Don't read about sheep. <laughs> You'll find out. This is, it's, I don't think it's an accident. Men and women are referred to as sheep in the Bible because it's really true. Now listen, and, and it's been said, you will either be led by tyrants or you will be led by God. 
Well, look around. I think, uh, you know, this so-called Christian nation doesn't seem real Christian to me, or else we would be being led by God, but we're not. It appears to me we are being led by tyrants. Well, he goes on and says, but the young, they're God's children, and they're not going to... Uh, they're not going down being peaceful. Listen, listen, watch now, because once it starts, it's on. You may not want to fight, but you better get ready. Teach your babies how to throw the bottle if they can't fight. We're going to die anyway. Let's die for something. You know, I'll tell you what. I, I really can't criticize him on his, yeah, okay, you know, I can look at him as a, being a white guy. All right, so Farrakhan's my enemy. He's on the other side and he wants to fight. I can't really blame the guy. I can't really argue with what he's saying because I kind of feel the same way. You know, I mean, look, man, are you going to go down on your knees or are you going to go down fighting? Farrakhan, the only real issue I have with Farrakhan is his race bait and bigotry. Because this isn't an issue really of black and white. Sure, there's some people that are more disadvantaged than others. That's just the way world the world always is. But the bottom line is, they're not just coming for you, black. They're coming for everybody. If you're not in the top 5%, they're coming for you. They want everything you've got. They want to put you in a mud hut, and then they want to kill you after they've drained you of every value you might have to them. That's their plan, and it don't matter. They don't care if you're black or white or Mexican or Chinese. This is their plan. If you're not in the top 5%, you're a human resource to be used up and then discarded. Get it through your head. Now, yeah, if you're going to point to the upper 5% of white people, yeah, you bet. I don't like them either. Now, let's look at something else here uh, about Farrakhan here. Uh, uh, Somebody, he goes, okay, I did a little research according to the FBI's Uniform Crime Reports from 2000 to 2004. Police involved in justifiable homicides kill about 350 people a year. 99% of that is by shooting. Virtually all police-involved killings are categorized as justifiable. Of those killed by police, 32% are black and 64% are white. Okay, so... There is a lot more white people, almost double the amount of white people being killed by police than there are blacks being killed by police, just in straight numbers. Now, say, yeah, but, you know, 32% is like double the national demographic of blacks, which is around 13%, which is true, but let's read on. While the percentage of blacks killed is high compared to the black percentage in America, 13%, it is low compared with other indicators of violence. See, this is something that the, the media, oh, well, we can skip by that. Oh, 32% of blacks are killed and they're only 13% of the population. <laughs> well, really, our, 
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.